What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Is it me or is it hot in here? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, is it me or is it hot in here? H-O-double. Uh-huh. We got a legendary, like, really legendary, and he's very humble about it. All of the people that I've talked to thus far are very humble, and, like, it's very intriguing for me. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh-huh. So Hollywood. I often get nervous. Before these interviews. <clears throat> but this one is like all of these interviews have seemed to be very iconic for me. Is it me or is it hot in here? Hey, 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 what up everybody? It's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me who Miss Hollywood. <laughs> You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Yes, So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Yes, um, my last episode, I had Simone Mosley. She is a soul singer based out of California. She's a breath of fresh air. She's a group member also of Forward Black. Uh, I'm sorry, Forward Back. Um, and also, one last thing, she is the CEO of Masterpiece Music. Uh, follow her at The Art of Simone. Catch the latest episode of So Hollywood the Podcast um, on this page, So Hollywood the Podcast page. Um, and go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Um, today, oh my God, oh my God, we got a special guest. If y'all don't know this song behind me, oh my God, guy, guy, guy. Oh my goodness. So without further ado, let me give him his flowers. But before I do that, um, I want to say rest in peace to AJ Johnson. It's so ironic that it's, it just happened today. Um, and which my guests, they have, you know, uh, they're both affiliated with, uh, No Limit Records because AJ Johnson, he was definitely, uh, in I'm about it. I'm sorry, not I'm about it. I got the hookup. He was definitely, definitely a pivotal, uh, comedian in this industry or entertainment industry so rest in peace aj and it's just like i said it's this 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 month has been crazy for me and without further ado he is a new orleans native platinum rap artist one of the first to be signed to no limit and he is the ceo of hot city music group he just celebrated a birthday shout out to you and his daughter just celebrated a birthday as well he goes by the name of Corey Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Servone, a.k.a. Serve 4000. <laughs> Hi. 
How are you? You doing, Queen? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm a fan out for a minute. So, uh, yeah, we got a <laughs> legend, not a celebrity, a legend in the motherfucking building. Shout out to you. How are you doing today? Like, this is amazing for me. Beautiful. I'm alive. I'm blessed. <laughs> so, 80 days, man, just waking up. Man. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. How are you doing, my queen? I am perfect now that I'm speak like this is all a manifestation for me. And I have been trying to like figure out how I'm gonna be prominent in this world. And this is one of them by interviewing a legend or legends, because I'm sure I'll have many thereafter. But yes, this is yep. I'm I'm wonderful right now. Like appreciate I'm 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 grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you fix, look, you got to fix that. Yes. You say you was trying to figure out what you were going to give to this world. First of all, you doing what you're doing as a woman of color. Yes. You know, that's huge. Yes. You know, it's at one time, let alone males of color, couldn't have their own channels like this and podcasts. And, and females are now saying, hey, I could do it. And you're in that line. So yes. you already contributed to the world for all the young girls behind you. I appreciate it. Oh man, I am all smiles. If y'all can see me, I'm most people can see me on 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 Instagram, but you know, visually, just visualize this moment in life right now. This is a pivotal moment, another pivotal moment in my life. Um, so yes, we have once again a Mr. Can, can I call you Mr. Servon or would you like to call be called Corey cuz I know you yeah, I mean, okay. you're switching it up a little well, bit. So uh, you know we pick- we we peoples now, you know what I'm saying? And New Orleans, when New Orleans say so, in New Orleans, when it's like you my round now, you my round, so you just say serve like everybody else, just oh, serve. Okay, serve. I'm I'm about to write that down because my my serve, brain, I, I smoke, so my brain sometimes give out, so it's all good. <laughs> I, I do too. I understand. <laughs> so let's get into this uh wonderful legendary uh situation. This interview, um. And well, let's say first of all, happy belated birthday! Uh, you just recently Thank celebrated your birthday on the 18th. My brother and my dad's birthday is actually on the 22nd. So this, like I said, this whole situation for me my is, father, is so my father, crazy. Yeah, my father's birthday is the 22nd. My son's is the fifth. Mine's the 18th. My daughter's the 19th. Yeah, my father was well was born on the on on the 22nd of September. Yes. Yeah, you know we look. You know all the other little things we probably talk about. See, look at the connection. Yeah, like I am so. That is okay. So yeah, <clears throat> we're gonna get into this for real, for real. Okay. Um. So <laughs> the the question of um the beginning of the interview that I always like to ask my guests is um how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? I'm from a city, you know that that I think. You know, and and I say it proudly, a city that has the world's greatest entertainers, the most all around, you know, because you, you, so it was always around. And then for me, you know, the the rap part of it or just the music part of it, you know, my, my cousin, you know, she was old and she was like my other mom, because my mom worked so much and she didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin Gail, and she was dating this guy, Norwood, who I looked at, like, you know, just like everything about him, how he carried himself. And he was, he was, uh, in the Indian, uh, thing that we have here, culture that we have here. 
okay. and he played the bongo. Wow. So he, you know, would always be playing them and, and, you know, and he, he'll sing his little chants and, you know, and, and, and would teach me things, right. you know? And so once, you know, rap show coming about, you know, uh, my, my influence with it, with first it was breakdancing, you know what I'm saying? Which I did. I wasn't this big. Trust <laughs> me. I was a, a skinny small guy, but, um, you know, that got, I got into that and, and the music, man. I mean, it just rap, it spoke, you know what I'm saying? Because you knew about R and B and things like that and gospel and blues where I'm from jazz, blues, gospel, right. strong. You know what I'm saying? A strong city of it, the culture. And but then when you got to see somebody dress like you, look like you, and they're they're kicking these rhymes. And I think back then, you know, telling my age, the Furious <laughs> Five and the Fat Boys and LL was my thing. And Mantronics, you know, and so I mean that's that's where I fell in love with it. You know, like I said, when you first fell in love with rap or hip hop. Right. You know, I would say my eighth and ninth grade year, you know what I'm saying? Okay. High school and things like that. And then New Orleans has such a strong band tradition. So you around music, right. you know, our high school bands by far, and no, not the, our high school bands can rival certain universities and college um, bands. Wow. Cause they, they, they huge and they, they're big and, and you know, Mardi Gras down here. So music is such a huge part. You know, people make a lot of money in, in our downtown, you know, area. Right. You know, with tourism, we survive off tourism. Mm -hmm. So it's always mm -hmm. entertainment. So no matter where you're at in New Orleans, it's entertainment. And any day, any night. You know, I've never been to Mardi Gras ever in my life. In my almost 38 years, I've never been to Mardi Gras. And that's sad. And I really, I've never, you I don't know, think I've ever it, been to New Orleans to be 100%. Hopefully, God bless, we get through these things that we're going through with this yes. pandemic and be able to have it. It's, it's an experience. You know, they'd say you go to Vegas, you know, it's what, whatever happens in Vegas stays in <laughs> Vegas. In New Orleans, you come, to, you make memories you want to forget. Oh, I think about wait a moment. Memories. Usually you want to keep memories, right? Right. Make memories you want to forget, <laughs> you know. And so you would enjoy yourself, man. I, I think it's the biggest party in the world. And it's a place where you, all that skin color, gender, uh, you know, whatever, you know, you, 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 you decide if yeah. you can't in the wrong word <laughs> and whether, you know, so whether you gay, straight, right. you know, black, white, whatever, European, it doesn't matter doing Mardi Gras. Right. You know, it doesn't matter year round in New Orleans. We're, we're, we're that type of city, right. you know, we're, we're the type of city that, you know, yes, we're predominantly black, but you know, you grew up, white people grew up in your neighborhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you, in, in other races, we have such a mixture, like a gumbo, you know, as they say, gumbo. And you know what I'm saying? And it's like, so Mardi Gras, everything. Right. If you're, if you're somebody single, you you ever said, I want to meet a guy from, I want to meet a Spanish guy from really from Spain. I bet you see him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Or whatever your, whatever your preference is. Right. And it's all night, all day. You can go to sleep, wake up to dirt in the morning, come out. Party still popping, things still going, you know the food, you know everything. Now that's the, what I want to try. Uh, well. You're in the music, and you're in the music. Yeah, the food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We known for that. You know, <laughs> as a man, you grow up. You know, you you grow up, and a lot of females in New Orleans will tell you, you know, men 
basically cook better than the females, but they females cook. They right. cook down here. They will feed you. <laughs> but men, you your mother teach you. Our mothers are, are different here. Right. They like they teach you everything so you won't have so no woman can ever say, you know what I'm saying? Right, she right. can carry you or whatever. So, you know, men do the do the cooking a lot. You know, in my home I, I do the cooking. Mm, I know that's right. Talk you need yeah. to talk some sense into some of these young men out here and some, even some of these older men cuz they need to get in the streets too. Like let's they, Yeah, they, they got to learn. They 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 got to know you don't make you won't make it as hard for yourself. <laughs> Feed, take care of a woman, feed a woman. Hello. If she's not used to being fed or cooked for, you're going to win right then and there. Absolutely, and your personality on one thousand. It doesn't matter yeah. what at this point. It doesn't matter. Well, for me, I, I'm engaged, so you know I, I have no problems with that. But you know, it yeah. doesn't matter what you look like nowadays, as long as that personality is there. Like you said, yeah. can cook and can take I care of pe- it. Yeah, I think people have gotten to a point where you know this love thing. It's like they a lot of them have gotten to a point where they're getting past to that to that age, and they're saying, you know what. I wanted this specific, especially in the black community where it's right. like, I want the dog man or the, or, or the, or I want the light girl, or, you know, or whatever, right. where we all beautiful, every shade. Right. And I think all that might, I want the gangster right. or I want the chick that just, she ride it, you know, and now time has come where you didn't have so many failed relationships and sometimes kids has come out of it. Yeah. And it's like, I just want somebody with a good heart. I can get along with you. Still, might be preference. Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice looking guy, or or you look at a female and say, I want, you know. But I think a lot of people are saying, you know what? I just want happiness. Yeah, I want people, and I want strength behind me and around me, and strength that's with me. Mm. You know, and some spirituality, and that's why people is like, you know what? Just have a good heart. You could cook. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know, it's your funny. You you know, you're doing your thing. You know. Right. And um, speaking of strength, um, when it comes to um, like growing up, how was your support system? And also um, we're going to move into like playing basketball, but that's a little bit later. But um, like how was your support system growing up? And also um, like how how did rap become that pivotal moment or that prominent moment in your life? Like shifting into that. Okay. um. My support system was awesome because, you know, I had, you know, my father was murdered when I was like uh, three, four years old. Wow. You know, all I can, I can remember playing out, you know, by the cemetery during the funeral. That's, that's the one, that's the only vision I, I remember. Right. And it's funny, and I'll tell you how that relates later with rap with me. And, um, but my... My mom's sister, my aunt Gussie, God bless her soul, most beautiful. She had ten kids, and she had five daughters. So I had, I had those five cousins, you know. And then I had the five male, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, and on my where I grew up at, you had my mom house, my aunt house, my cousin house, my other aunt house. You had my other aunt house, <laughs> and you had our house and my grandmother. Right. And so on a ten of of one block, which is 10 on each side, shotgun houses in New Orleans, you know, we had at least eight of our family. What? And then in the next block, we had like three, four more, you know. And so for me growing up, I got all my male cousins around me that's there if I slip up or, or whatever I'm going through. And then I have my female cousins, you know, who were always 
we shared like black families used to do. Right. Meaning like if my mom, my mom worked three jobs, God bless her. You know, she's 89 right now, still, mm. still a soldier. And my aunt had me or my grandma when she was alive. Okay, I, I was going to get something to eat. And I learned later in years about how tough it was. That's why I always honor my mother. Like, I really never knew it was really tough. Right. Like, talking about it. I knew where I was living at, you know, where I come from, Six and Barone. Right. You know, the corner UNLV, you know, made it famous first uh, with cash money. And where Tyler Perry grew up at, we grew up on the same corner. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I tell people, play with him if you want to. To be a out of him, out of sewing. But, you know, and I had that support system. And then, you know, you know, like when my mom would say, go buy your aunt and, and she's going to get your bag. Right. And I go get this bag. And then my mom, you know, I might go out and play and come back and she cook. And I'm like, wow, you know, we got a good meal, whatever. Not knowing that came from my aunt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that whole block, the respect, you know, like I, I get told sometimes, like, oh, you, you'll be very well mannered. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a block where even if that wasn't my relative, if I passed, I had to speak. Mm-hmm. I had to pull their garbage out, you know, be respectful. Right. And so mm-hmm. that back then, you know, where everybody on the block would beat you down if you messed up, even yep. though they're not blood. So that support system, when I you look back at it, you know, that kept me alive. Right. Which now, but the things I saw growing up and was into it, my friends was into when rap, when it came down to rap, what made me want to do it even more so because one, I was in love with it, but then death started happening. Mm. You know, meaning friends being, you know, a friend of mine is red, you know, they fighting and they, they shot him and killed him. And he was 13. I was 14, wow. you know, and now those things start happening. And that anger and a lot going on. And, you know, and I remember my mom went through a tough time and it was like, you know what, no matter what, trying to do, do it the right way, I'm going to get me because I can't let her stuff be put on the sidewalk. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And that was, that later was the song I wrote before I died, where I talk about it. My mom ran two months behind. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so, you know, it's, it's, it, it shaped me into that in the block I was from, no matter how much love I had around me, you know what I'm saying? New Orleans was, was, was a, a violent place and drugs was getting bigger and bigger. So now I was seeing more and more and more. And I think at 15, when my grandmother, my mom died, mm. it, it, it took me places. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, if, if, if I could lose her, Man, y'all don't care about me out here, and I don't care about y'all. Mentally, it took you you mean? Yeah. It it was on some, you know, like, I questioned, I remember I questioned God, like, God, you can't love me. Look where I grew up at, and you took her. You took her, so now I'm going to be, it's on now. Right. Uh, I don't have no reason to do what's right. She ain't here no more. Right. You know, and so that, that shaped me, and music became writing writing how I was feeling mm. and I was always in the poetry, okay. you know, because, you know, and in New Orleans, you have such a tough city, but they have things for you. Right. And I was on speech debate team, what? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, I was, uh, first ever got, I think, and you, and you do the speech debate teams and, and if your school went, I was in grammar school. Right. And if you, when you go to, uh, Xavier University and y'all 
compete against everybody around the city. Right. And so, you know, my thing was impromptu speaking. That was one I was in and then or or Tater or I can't say it right, or Raider, whatever. I'm right. sorry, I'm making that, okay. you know. <laughs> and so I had to I have a dream, ballad of the bullet. These are things I had to remember. Wow. And I had to study and understand it. And then that transformed into and I noticed rapping LL songs and things like that when I would be upset or mad or something like that, right. you know, it was like, I want to write my own. And so me and a friend of mine, and it's ironic, named Frank Jackson, we was in high school. We used to, we had the double cassette. And so we used to, Fat Boys always had instrumentals like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So we'd just dub it and dub it and we'd get ready for the dance because you had legends like Gregory D, mm -hmm. who was rapping long, he had Manny Fresh, Sporty T, these guys, Baby T, the Ninja Crew, they were doing stuff at the high school dances. And wow. so we would practice, and he would write with me. And it's funny, he's born the same day we called each other birthday twins. And so my friend Frank Jackson and his nephew plays, is Jaron Jackson Jr., who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. And wow. his birthday is September. And his, now, this crazy. His birthday is September 17th. And I idolized his brother. That's why I always people would see me in the No Limit videos with number 20 on. So I idolized Jaron Jackson. Okay. So, it, you know, a lot, so much go in the circle. And, and that's what got me to rap. You know, losing my grandmother and and then just wanting to be LL. <laughs> when, you're like, I'm, I'm, when I'm alone in my room. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I actually, I actually, I actually did I'm bad at a girlfriend's brother party and she got mad with me and broke up with me and told me I embarrassed her. I did everything, the self spin everything. I do knew all the words. You know, but I you know, hey, who who laughed who laughed last though? Look look what I became. You know, she you know, so it was life was interesting. Yeah, for me with rap early, I really I really bust up and just straight up like, man, I'm about to grab this mic. Right. Your audio. Uh, you know, I'm bad. Not bad. Bad. Yeah. I, you know, and so I was like, I can't believe I did this, but I did it and she <laughs> broke up with me. But hey, a lot of years later, you know, a right. lot of years later, I was her husband's favorite rap artist. So they, I had to sign the autographs and take a picture with them. And that was, that was, that was awesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I tell kids. Anybody laugh at you? I tell kids, anybody laugh at you, you know, what you're pursuing and what you want, Yeah. don't worry about it. Just become their biggest person that they could say they knew. Right. And that's what you do. Let it propel you. You know what I mean? Right. And and I never forgot that. Like, damn, she broke my heart over, over LL. <laughs> A lot of women would have did that, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and we have that. James Todd Smith, Edward Corey Smith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I used to wear the pants leg up, you know, left pants leg up. <laughs> oh, my God. You said I was it doing... a lot. Now when you go and look but back at it, it's like. <laughs> all you have to do is look at all my pictures when I was at No Limit. And um, especially my first album cover that should have been Life Insurance. Mm -hmm. Man, I got my body. I thought I wanted my body like him. Oh, man. You... Oh, man. <laughs> it was. L was. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, he was 
that guy because he had both. He had the hood, or not, I don't want to say the hood. He had the street and he had the ladies. So I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. My my rap name was C Rock. You know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> yes. How, yeah. okay, so let's talk about that as well. How did you get your name? Because I know you have. Um, first of all, you have uh, Mr. Serve on, and then you also had. Uh, serve for a thousand. So where did those come from and how did you get them? <clears throat> okay. We're going to bounce around though. We're going to bounce around. All right. The, the acronym for Mr. Serve on now, what it means to me, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Surviving every rugged vengeance against on niggas. Okay. Saying <laughs> I'm surviving everything that, that's been put on us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But now when I got the name, He's no longer here. God rest uh, this guy, Big Mo, who was with us at No Limit, but with us, with me and KL before we got to No Limit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I can say it now, man, one of the things, you know, I was taught by by a guy around my house growing up that was older. He said, man, if you're going to go to jail, don't go to jail for drugs, man. You're going to get a bunch of dumb years. A bunch of years don't make no sense. He said, if you're going to go, you can go with the way, you know, quote, unquote, when the white people go, you get fed. (laughs) You get you do corporate crime, and I'm like whatever, and things was crazy like I told you, yeah. And I came home from the you know military because I was put out the military for drug distribution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I ended up getting a job at a bank. I won't say the bank, and I just noticed the whole system. I learned the system, and I was like, wait a minute, they do it like this, and then I started learning the checking system. And so I became one of those type of people that if you wanted a boat, car, uh, you wanted that latest Birkin purse, your microphone, your whole setup in there, tell me how much it was, and somehow it will be delivered. <laughs> and so he, would, he would always say, man, you serve anything. And he made this joke where, you know, he was like, you'll serve me a sock with a hole in it to step in the water in a And so, you know, he was like, so he the one called me, you know, with Servon, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I then I did the song that I did, my first song I ever rapping. It was called on the hook was "Gotta Get My Servon," but niggas, you don't hear me though. Right. And which P used on West Coast Bad Boys, which made us hook up with him. He used kind of the hook. Okay. So that's where it came from. Now, Serful Thousand, my roots on the East Coast, where I got into house music via one of my Navy guys who's actually on here. I saw his name, DJ Trice so from Chicago. Before you get to that, before you get to that, mm-hmm. when, okay, when did you move to Virginia? At what point in your life well, did you move? Um, right high school because I was going to go to Norfolk State. I got in trouble in high school and I lost other D1 scholarships. And so I was going to Norfolk State and I, you know, they, cared enough to deal with me and I was up there and I got in trouble again okay and you know Virginia judges I think this judge you know he did the greatest thing ever ever for me and I think they should do this for other young black men I was looking at two years flat and they gave me a chance to go into the military for four years and so my mom said bye (laughs) you know And so, and that was, that was something I needed because then, and then that second wave and I got to, to, to Norfolk during the time where, you know, 
like I told you, it wasn't Miami Beach, it wasn't the hottest. DA Beach was the hottest oh. beach. So, Miami Beach hadn't been discovered. You know, the rappers, I think the rappers really made Miami Beach, you know, the puppies and the, yeah. the Rosés and the, and, the, and the Luke Skywalkers who are um, indebted to every rapper should be. Yeah. And even even you, you know, we all on, ra- on radio, we on TV because of him. Yes. You know, young people don't know that, but um, VA Beach, you know what I'm saying? And so, what a place to land at. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm in the military and, you know, and, and I get on a ship and I'm meeting guys from everywhere. Yeah. And it was yeah. a friend of mine who, from Louisville, he was going rapping, doing like, uh, doing songs and I wanted to do a song and he kept on putting it off wouldn't really let me you know my, that's still my guy man Corey Dutton from Louisville and so a friend of mine you know what I'm saying coach he's a hell of a basketball coach down in Houston now champ and he was like man I'm gonna show you and we would be at the bottom of the ship rapping and so then some friends of mine took me to New York um to uh oh my god um in New York um, and anyway he was like friends with Father MC from back in the day right, right, and so right, right. that's when I got the freestyle on New York block and this changed me forever you know I, I finished freestyling with some guys from New York and it was like man you nice where you from I said New Orleans it was like it's number Mardi Gras murder there man y'all am the rappers <laughs> whatever period. and it, it, it put something in my mind right, second right. thing Right. grandmother then that and I was like I'll be back I'll be back you'll see New Orleans we gonna get on we got rappers and at that time the Tim Smooths were getting big the bus downs they were starting that Gregory D who I, who got our first deal you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um and you know so and I was like we'll be back y'all hear about us and I promised with everything in me I said I will be back right and years later I did my video in Times Square with Pun mm-hmm. you know that was, and that same person was still around. You know, we we still was cool all these years. I met him in New York, right. and all he could say is, "You said you would be back." Right. I'm like that, and then right around that time is when Outkast got booed. Okay, okay, okay. And that okay. put something in me to to really like one day I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna right. get it. You know, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get on. And and in in Virginia, I saw. A Karis One concert. Okay. And when I saw him command the stage, when he said, "If you touch my stage, I'm gonna beat and whoop your ass." <laughs> right. And somebody tried to jump on the stage and handled him and went back to rapping, and it was like the craziest thing because in that the show was amazing, and I just kept looking at him like, "Look at the power." Right. And and not being blasphemy, but I'm young and I'm like, man, it's like God up there. Right. They they know every one of his words. They if he tell them turn left, turn right, they gonna do it. Right. And I'm like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? And I want it to be for my city. And in that same concert, DJ KLC, multi platinum producer KLC, mm-hmm. he was visiting somebody in Virginia that we grew up with, our friend Hap, and Hap took him to that concert. So I was on one side of the stage, he was there, and that we didn't know each other. He was just an idol of mine because of. They had three nine posse, right. but that same night we was in the same concert. Wow. And then when I ended up leaving, that's who I met that started my career. That started the jump of yeah. 
we was in the same concert and didn't bump into each other, didn't see each other, nothing. But later when we met each other and we was talking, he's like, yeah, I was up in Virginia and I was in Carriage One concert. It was crazy. And I'm like, well, you know, and we, and I'm telling him like, yo, I, I was there. Right. You know, and we talked about the same things and just, just, you know, this, how my rap career, you know what I'm saying? It was, things were shaping. And, and so, at this time you weren't signed and you weren't, you were just no. an artist uh-uh. at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just an artist and, you know, and with the military and of course, you know, me being me and what felt like I wasn't making enough money because I was sending all my checks home. Right. And, you know, I only knew one way and that was the streets. Right. And, we built something going up and down that coast, me and my guys down in North Carolina and back. And, and at that time, the streets of VA was so gangster. I mean, yes. they yeah. might call it the state for lovers, but don't get caught. Don't, that, that place, because you had D.C., Jersey, yeah. New York, yeah. and then Virginia dudes, you know, battling for that territory. Yeah. And then the New York guys, like you always hear Biggie, always said he'd be down in New York. Yeah, we had talked about I mean, that. down in Carolina. Yeah. In Carolina. Yeah. They were going down there. Yeah. So we saw an opportunity where, like, okay, we can undercut and we could do our thing in Carolina. Right. And it built. And when, you know, then, of course, my, my baby came along, my yes. daughter. Yeah. So it became more imperative to, to grow with it. But at the same time, I still was writing. I still was trying to get in studios. Right. And then that happened where I got, uh, you know, I got caught three days before I can, well, somebody ratted and snitched, you know, so I know that well today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I uh, got put out the military three days before I was itched to get out because I played basketball in the military. Right. And I had scholarship offers back home and wanted to go overseas. And so, you know, once that happened, I lost all of that because yeah. I had to sit down for a while at the university, you know, the military university, as we call it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, the university, you know. <laughs> and, and so when I came home, my goal was to just rap. Right. And, and I met KLC through the legendary MC Dort. Um, who was at who was at uh, the university that my brother told me you need to go to school take music or they're gonna kill you out here because right. I was doing a lot and what I told you I was doing yes and <laughs> and so he I he gave me I brought him home and he brought me to the studio and I turned went in there and so KL told me to rap for him and I rapped for him and I was really into tongue twisting because remember I was off the East Coast the K solos. Yeah. You had such a mixture. And he turned around and he just looked up and he was like, you can't rap. And so now I'm standing here with this polo on. Back then, the rope chain got a Rolex. I had one back then. You know, valley zone, everything. And I'm like, I could buy your life right now. And so he he realized he must have offended me. And he turned around and said, no. He said, your words, your wordplay is different. Okay. He said, but you all beat. He said, rap 12 balls for me. And I'm like, I'm just rapping all, it's over all everywhere. Right. And he was like, see what I mean? You don't even know what bars are. So oh. he taught me everything about music. And that was the beginning before we got to No Limit. Oh my goodness. 
but I was in VA. <laughs> People don't yeah. know that. Al. <clears throat> to, yeah. to be 100% honest, I was just on the phone with Bubba Sparks, right? And uh-huh. um, I was like, did you know Mr. Servo was, you know, in Virginia? Because, you know, he played a big pivotal role too yeah in virginia yeah. and i was like he was like no i didn't know that and i'm like yeah a lot of people don't know that <laughs> but, yeah. but that's dope that's, that's home for me that's home for me I, I i look at it as home because i became a man man you know the, the club world blues young's park project yeah. you know Street manor you know and and i tell people before capital there was a michael vick Capital Cuts. Oh, Capital Cuts. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You, capital Cuts was something. And I'm always keep my oath. Like, like, like Jay say, you know what I'm saying? My oath at the rum. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, Capital Cuts. <laughs> and, you know, and don't talk about the Kentucky Fried Chicken around uh, uh, North of State. You know what I'm saying? You had a you had a little hot three piece. You might got a phone number if you went on if you Big went on facts. all the Big facts at the booty you know gate. They still got the booty gate. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. I never went through that. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but don't try but, to deny yeah. it now. Don't try to deny it now. Uh, uh-uh. uh. He said no, I don't know what he's talking they about. They had door dash back then. I was sitting in mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but but. but <laughs> But no, man, I, Norfolk is very important to me. That's why I always, like I say, I'll be proud to say it before, you know, yeah, sporting life, man, Norfolk State. You know, if you, you know, before, that's why I tell people, before Miami Beach was the spot to be. Yes. Anybody will tell you VA Beach and Myrtle Beach, of course, down there, but VA Beach. Dear God, uh, that's all <laughs> I can say. I, Jesus is my friend. That's the best I can tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it was in Hampton Hampton Games and and even Mike Victim said it. And I I, I tested it. I tell people, yeah, Allen Iverson is a legend. He's my favorite player of all time. Yes. He's everything to me. But he could have well have been a, a NFL uh, Hall of Famer as a quarterback. I watched him play. I saw him. Bubba Chuck. See, like most people, when yeah. until he starts saying it out there media wise, it wasn't no AI. You know, it was that. You know, that was Bubba, Bubba Chuck riding Bubba around Chuck. in that white Bentley and the motherfucking hand. You be like, that's AI right there in that goddamn white. Was it? I think it was a Bentley, if I'm not mistaken. Cause he, yeah, because he, oh, he, he kept it. He kept it gangster. Yes, for I sure. saw him in high school, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I saw the kid playing outside. You know, in Newport News and different places, That's man, with a starter jacket on. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bad news. Yeah, I know about Newport News, man. <laughs> my, my partner, superstar Ronnie Mills, was from there. And he brought me out there. Oh, I ain't just stay on base. <laughs> I ain't just stay on base. He said, I'm not one of them. I'm Mm-mm. not one of them. <laughs> and once I, once I met my daughter's mom, you know what I'm saying? You know, my, my oldest, my baby girl. Yes. You know, so I was out there. And I was. You know, the one thing I know, that's the place I discovered Krispy Kreme. Oh. And 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 Cinnabon. <laughs> them hot signs. We're not gonna get that hot We're sign, not gonna give them free this, promo. Still We're not gonna get them day, free I promo. To, I still try to speed pass them when I see their hot <laughs> sign, but we ain't gonna give them no promo. But yeah. <laughs> and I discovered snow out there, man. I discovered snow, but but VA was so, 
you might call it state for lovers, but it was gangster. Yeah, it was sure, real. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was it was a war. Then you know, like I said, like VA dudes was trying to hold their streets down. Yeah. From New York, New Jersey, DC, yeah. and don't fool you. Don't think you can play with them. Facts. Period. Oh, you know, and and it and you know, you and I talking, you know, just the connection of the clips and yeah. their people and my people. Yeah. You know, and it's just crazy. And the late Grace, uh, Sweet Pea Whitaker, yeah. meeting him in a situation to show you how real the streets of Virginia was. I was getting jumped by the scope. After a rap concert by dudes from Virginia, me and two of my dudes, and, you know, we back-to-back fighting, and you watch, all of a sudden, they stop and move. This little bit of dude standing there saying, man, look, y'all all black people, y'all brothers, y'all no more fight, go. And they turned around, I swear, and left, and it was over. And it was just like, that was the streets of VA, you know, the respect people had out there, you know. And and how tough those streets was. You you know, you had the, the Jay-Z's talk about it. Yeah. I talk about it. The treachers from Naughty by Nature, they was down there. Yep. You know, I mean, every rapper, you had to come through there. Biggie, uh, all of them, you had to come through there, whether Wells, he was hustling or rapping. All them. Yeah. All and they all, they, you know, their generation of it was coming <laughs> through there. You had, you had, because VA was that spot. Yeah. VA was the yeah. hottest spot in Virginia Beach. Man, I, Man, <laughs> when you do like that, it must be something nice. He said, "Man, yeah, that that hurt like damn." It was, <laughs> hey, dudes was getting money. Yeah, oh yeah, and they was and they was holding their land now. Yeah, you wasn't taking. You might you might end up hustling with them. Yeah, but she was not going to take that area, you know. And they, it was real. Yes. So let's move to um, when you, I don't want to say transition, but when you um, went to No Limit, like what was that whole thing like? My question, my original question is at the time of signing to No Limit, what was the roster like? You were one of the first, if not the first. Yeah, the roster was, it was more West Coast. Of course, you had C and Silk, his brothers that was from there and, and Sonya C his ex-wife now, yeah. um, she was an artist, you know what I'm saying, on there. And you had King George, who was really from New Orleans. But they were more mainly West Coast, okay. you know, the Bay, right. because that's where he was at in Richmond. Right. And so you had Lil Rick, who was a phenomenal artist, Dane, who was a hell of an artist, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and they had, you know, a few artists on there, and, and they were working with the best producers, E.H.E. and... Um, L. L. Eaton, who was Two Shots producer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and and you know once he brought us up there, he brought us around these producers and K. Lou, you know what I'm saying. These are legendary producers, right. and so you know with P. Music, then it was more or less like it was it was it was kind of West Coast. Right. You feel what I'm saying? See, Murder always stuck, even though it might be on West Coast style music, he still rapped that certain way, and P. would bounce backwards and forth with his style. You know what I'm saying, but his hustle was New Orleans, and so that's what No Limit was at that at that time. Oh, and Big Ed, God, I'm sorry, I mean, Big Ed, the assassin, God rest his soul, and you know because he was a huge part, you know, with us. So when me, Mia, and KL, KLC went up there, and Moby was up there, who Moby Dick, who was his cousin, right. you know, we made such an impression when we we did the songs, and then he did something that a lot of 
kept his word. He was like, yo, come up here. I'm going to pay y'all more than you ever been paid for something. Right. And regardless of what money I had in my pocket and me, I might have had, we might not have had legal money. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. And to get legal money and somebody pay you at that time, we talking 92, 93, 2,500 per song. Mm. You know, and it's like, like this. And he was like, I mean, and I said in the song where he was like, you know, y'all, y'all want, y'all can stay up here, make some more money. And, you know, y'all, y'all don't tripping on Christmas. Right. Right. We went to Western Union, wire money home, and I said in the song, man, we wasn't tripping on Christmas. Let Christmas miss us. Ooh. And, you know, took care, you know, took care of family, sent right. the money home. And we was up there, and finally, you know, he got us an apartment. Right. And we transformed and, and started living out there. And, you know, being in Hayward, California, Oakland, right there, San Francisco. And then, you know, you got to see the difference. I always right. knew Oakland was tough. But I didn't know Frisco was like that. You know, you start learning. Yeah, man. And and again, you saw a melting pot of people right. and styles, you know, you know, Mexican community. You know, I learned about the Mexican mob, you know, just the streets and the right. realness and, you know, just the deepness of music. Right. You know, like now when you see a, a sway, you know, and how big sway is, right? Yeah. You know, but he was on the radio, KML back then. What? And yeah, Sway Sway was uh uh sweet the uh, Sway that that's worldwide everywhere now, serious Sway, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah. And he was on KML and he kept me going because the him and way Chewy Gomez and the way the, the music they would play, right? Mm-hmm. Missing home and they playing all types of stuff. And you got turned on to other other music. Right. And I got turned on to Selena up there. Okay. <laughs> anyway and now you know and and then i got to experience like the death of a star Mm. because when he died it was like the mexican community you know they 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 suffered and and hell i was not being funny i really was right there with him because i had got into her music and and you just learn in so many cultures so that's how it was up in the bay you know streets was real right you know what i'm saying so you know that's how it was though wow and i do i have a question that i have been wanting to ask someone from no limit um when it came to the cd covers whose idea was that and like you know how you y'all had the just like the the row of cds or or albums that are about to come out that are all on the label like who came up with that idea and they all look kind of similar so can you elaborate a little bit on that side of um like the marketing side of how no limit was <clears throat> the, the guy that I call the greatest illusionist magician ever and what I mean by illusionist They'll give you a point. And he came up with those ideas. He, like, even with my stuff, right? right. At first, I had a, well, I told you, I'll get my shirt off and all this, right? <laughs> still, it was still gangster. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, it was still gangster, you know, but, and, you know, and he was like, and he knew my, one of my rap, my rap idols outside of LL was Mr. Skullface. Oh. And so that's when Skullface, like, became, he was, he was getting away from being an artist. And so he was like, Servon, because they was calling me Servon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was like, you're going to be Mr. Servon. You know, you're going to be the next one, that next Mr. Because 
when I did Before I Die, he, right. he felt like that song was so deep and so real, but so dark, like Skullface, you know, would do. Right. And then he realized that was my idol who I studied. And, you know, so we just, it was like, he just came up with, after the song I did called Fuck a Dead Man, mm-hmm. that he paid me money for. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it was on West Coast Bad Boys as a commercial. And so he, uh, this dude stared at me one day and he said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to name your album Life Insurance Policy. You're giving out policies. Mother's playing with their life. They better have a policy. And and I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So when he pulls up with the hearse on Dayton's and I'm looking at him like, I'm not getting it that. <laughs> and it was like, no, fool, we about to do a commercial. And he had told me, go get up where all black. Yeah, because he pulled up. I'm like, man, that's bad luck. I'm not getting, I'm not, you know, and they had, he had him on gold dating. People, I wish we could find that commercial, you know, back then. And he was like, no, I'm going to open the door and your album cover going to spin out. And I'm like, ain't nothing in there. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to stand around if you took somebody because P was a hustler. As much money as P had, he still was a hustler. I'm like, he could have took that. He could have took that man and, and, and with the people body in there to make it look realer. That I'm serious. That was Pete. Whatever. And so what he did was he was so smart. Back then they thought they were getting over on rappers. So it's all of them. You know, twelve thousand for 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 one page. Right. So what he did was he said, "What if I do the spread?" I watched him. I studied and listened to him. He's like, "What if I do the spread when you open it up?" And I give y'all give y'all twenty grand. I think twenty eighteen. And it was like, yeah, all right. Well, what you gonna do? Put an album on, you know, something on each side. No, he put whoever was coming that one big page. Then on the other side, he he promoted the next four. So think about this: you promoted five albums that two pages to everybody else that have been twenty four thousand times five. He only paid eighteen to twenty or whatever for that whole thing. And then he made them change how much they was gonna charge per month. And so then he started doing the thing in the cover because he didn't want to keep promoting page after page after page. Right. So if you got to open the cover and you got to see. Right. And, you know, in the delusionist part of him, the greatest illusionist ever, we were on the Kenan Ivory show. Mm-hmm. And he had our CDs with covers already made with no CDs in them. And he was calling our name out. See, murder, platinum, Mr. Servon. 750000 So my album hadn't even come out yet, and I know you could get all the shipping. So we get an elevator, and I'm like, and it wasn't about no money or nothing, because, you know, then you he made sure you was all right. Course, we was, we had a label where you were paid every two weeks, mm. just being, just paid, like a salary, so you wouldn't go to New Orleans and get in trouble, but stay out here. Right, right. You know, and then we got paid per verse we did on your album. So if you did an album, and I was on six songs, I got paid per verse. So, and we got three albums going on in one month. What'd that tell you? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I have to say this. you Little y'all from UNLV, when I say about UNLV, I'm from the home of UNLV, 6 uh-huh. and B, you know, he just came on here. Those were the guys that made cash money in the beginning. Those were the guys. That was who, where the block where I come from, they made it famous. Right. And Lil Yah is on there. I just want to say salute. But, um... So what he did was he holding these CDs and I'm like, bro, I'm shipping 750,000 because I knew my percentage right, of what right, I get. Right, right. And he was like, 
he said, no, right now you had about 200,000, but watch tomorrow. And I'm like, but you lied. He said, <laughs> just, just watch. We go, we give our priority next thing you know, in two days, now my orders are up to 550,000. And I'm sitting back like, so he showed them this on there. So that made them feel like, oh Lord, he's, he's shipping 750. I'm going, we need to go order something. We're not ordering enough. Right. You know, and I, I used to watch him talk to Walmart and all of them and get them on each side of the table, the targets, you know, the one couple of meetings he let, let us sit in, you know, a couple of sit in and this dude would sit down and he would talk to Walmart and Walmart might say, well, I'm order 30,000. Right? right. Along with priority staff, they were great. Dave Wine and all of them, but he would, they would say 30. So he would tell Target, if you order 50, I'll give you, uh, give you a 5% discount. Right. So now Walmart is like, okay, if I order 75, would you give me a 10% discount? And he would make them, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then the mom and pops, he knew how to get in touch with them and say, I could say it now. He would get the promo stuff and shoot it to them so they can have it the Friday before Monday because right. people didn't know, you know, back then how you get your billboard spot, y'all you know, might drop on a thing a Tuesday or whatever, a Monday, and then the following week it sell. But he would get the guys, their stuff early in the moms and pops. So they would sell knowing the big stores, chain stores was going to sell anyway. Right. Right. And he would get that cash. So he would do UPS. <laughs> so, you know, so he would already make thousands. Money back, yeah. So even though he had a great deal when he turned his album in, you know, if you were shipping a million copies and that was he times 10, that's $10 million. Right. He got, gave him half of his money up front and it hadn't even sold out the store, just off the shipping. So, you, and, and in turn with us, you know, what my deal was a 50-50 situation with him he would turn around, you know, and right. half up front for you. Right. And right. whenever you turn your stuff in, you got, you got the that rest. type of check. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Wow. You know, and so that, that's who he was. I mean, with you in, in the covers, that was him. You know, that was what he was going at, pen and pixel and telling him not, uh, oh God, yeah, I think it's, uh, pen and pixel. And, um, and he was going at them and, and, and letting them, you know, and then he was learning that from the Bay, from Funky Fat Graphics, and and he was never a hater. He studied the E Forty, right? You know, because a lot of people don't know E Forty was the first rapper with the with the two million dollar deal, oh. and was on the cover front of cover of Vibe. Go, y'all go look it up. Y'all yes. want to learn something? Yeah, he was the first. He got an all white cover, white pool table, and his house sit in the hills, and uh, out in out in the Bay, and he studied them. Right. And he studied, and P was the type, and I always, people think Master P, you want to be called Master. No, Master P means I'm a master what you do and do it better. Right. So he watched you and watched your mistakes. And then he going to come and he going to go further. Right. And he going to work. And, and that's that's who started the covers and all that stuff. That was him. That's crazy. Because that, people don't do that nowadays. And that's like... They don't even have CDs, and, and, and that's a whole nother story as well, because I'm still all for CDs. Like, I would rather have yeah. a CD than, you know, not have something at all, because that's a tangible item. Like, if I, I I was going to go up in the attic and pull out all of my old CDs, like, I got all, like, even my fiance, he got, like, majority, if not all, of the No Limit records. Like, he if, if I could pull it out right yeah. now, he could, like, 
it's so crazy. But um, but speaking speaking of um, like being in No Limit and being part of No Limit and having him be, be a prominent person in your life, was he also the one that got you into acting as well, or did the acting come after departing from um? Acting acting was never something on my mind because okay. literally being not saying I'm a shy person is like I just like to be heard when I need to be heard. Right, right. You know right, what right. I'm saying? And so, you know, um with no limit, we you know, you had to participate. Right. Okay. Whatever that you was another doing. question too. If, yeah. That was, that uh, was, that was if question. if we, we went every day and played basketball at Southern or university, wow. you know what I'm saying, or or L S U and even if you couldn't play ball, you had to come because that created that camaraderie. Right. You know, that we always that was together. Work. And mm-hmm. it showed that movement. Like, when you see us, you're going to see us. Right. And so, you know, with the movie thing came, he was like, you know, you got a part, you got a part. It wasn't like, hey, do you want to? He right. was like, because it was going to help your brand. Right. And, you know, with me, you know, <laughs> it was so funny, you know, because I asked him with about it, you know, part that I had about it that everybody talked about by which way. was really classic. Yeah. Which was the first first rapper to play like a bad boy guy, bad guy rapper to play in, you know, in, in movies, right? Right, right, right. The first, you know, which of course my album Pac Man coming out, which was my uh character then. Yep. But he you know, and I asked him, I said, Well, you know, why I get this role, right? <laughs> he said, Because you always scheming. <laughs> he said, you, you know, you think I don't pay attention or catch anything you're doing. I mean, I was, the, you know, I was the type like, you know, I knew all the rap once was going to be um, on in the Bahamas. And P was the type, man, I don't do all that rap stuff. It was a convention and all that. Right. And I figured out a way to get it all the way around to him to where it's like, man, they, they act like, they, you know, they no limit won't be seen. Right, 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 right. Don't ever challenge him. You challenge him, you know he he gonna accept the challenge. You know what I'm saying? He gonna accept it with everything. Like in Nipsey's song, he say, you know, the hub we accept the challenge. Right. He gonna accept it. Next thing you know, we going to the Bahamas. Everybody, you know, you get your your wife with no kids, but we going to you know you going your girlfriend's going to the Bahamas. Right. We just gonna go check it out. <laughs> and I just. You know, I smiled, but he told me later, I know, you know, I know it was you, you know, and so this role right for you. And so he gave me that role, which was a blessing. Mm. And I took it very serious, you know, because Mia was like a mama. Anything you around her doing, you can't come short. She's not going to let you be nowhere near her doing anything, not handling your business. So she was on us about take this acting serious. You know, you can, you know, y'all can do this. You better do this and do that. And so, you know, we just did it. And I always tell everybody, every day of your life is a movie. Mm-hmm. Every day you acting. You acting like you either love this life or you or you do love this life or you acting like, you know, I can't I can't quit. Right. You're acting every day of your life. So being an act, I'm not saying it's it's easy to get in the deep like the Denzels or whatever, but everybody acts every day. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You, you, as a parent, you're acting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it goes on and goes off. You know what I'm saying? In relationships, you're acting. One day we cool and we speaking, and the next day we not. 
So and scene, cut. Life is like that. Yeah. So it came natural to us. And then again, I'm from New Orleans. And New Orleans has some of the most talented individuals, man. You you got guys that rap, but then they can sing like angels. Yeah. You know, and, and then acting in, in, in New Orleans is such a city of dudes acting every day. They they funny down there. They you know, they want you can't get them to go be a comedian and career wise. Right. But they're some of the funniest dudes. And every in New Orleans you act out what what's going on. So you already acting. So, you know, what I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was different. It was eye opening. Yeah. You know, like, damn, this is what Denzel him go through. This is what <laughs> Will Smith go through. I got to do the same scene ten times from different angles. Damn, I said it. You know, I'm like, yo, they deserve to get paid the millions. They get paid. Big facts. Big fact. Yeah. <laughs> and you made a, a lot of of influential um like songs and, and things while in No Limit. <clears throat> when did you decide to depart and um maneuver to your own uh situation, which is now Hot City Music Group? But yeah. when when did you decide that, you know, this is this is my, my time to get off this train right now? You know, I got to a point. I never did well with fame. Oh. I just liked doing music, you know, and, and I didn't really like the attention. And anybody that still know me today, I'm not somebody like if somebody don't know who I am and they walk around me, I get upset. Right. Okay. Don't bother me. You know, I'm from New Orleans. We New Orleans is a place that will humble you. Right. Yeah. You know, you got Jay-Z, you know, he was coursed down, beat down there a lot. And I think they have that home there. And people be like, all right, Jay, and keep moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans will humble you. <laughs> you know, like going home and they like, well, you ain't serve on you court. They will humble you. Right. And so for me, you know, I reached and I knew it was more I want to reach. Mm-hmm. And I also started understanding I was failing as a father, oh. you know, and um, because I was one of them like, okay, I'm not, I'm never there for their first steps. I'm never there. And I'm like, okay, here's this money. Here's that money. Here's this, that, and that, and that. And, you know, that was catching up to me, the fame part of it. And then once KLC, who's basically, he wasn't head, you know, they was a group, but he was more than more known of Beast by the Pound and P. They had their light disagreement, which really wasn't one. It was just a misunderstanding of things. And, you know, the one thing we don't know as black people how to do is talk, Ooh, you know, and it was a mis- misunderstanding. And so I felt I also was in the middle of that, you know, because KL came with me. Ah. He was my producer. Craig B came, you know, along courtesy of me. And so and then me and P, you know, was so tight. I got caught in the middle. And then when I start feeling like, oh, wow, OK, I didn't make this. I, I did a song, but it's not on this album. Right. And it wasn't him doing it. Right. But in my mind, I almost felt like I, I, I you know, needed, I needed a reason. Right. Because I was tired. Right. You know, and I was burnt out and I, I just wanted, you know, which I, I teach, teach artists now today, keep going. Don't ever slow up. I, I could tell you about slowing up, you know, when, when that door is open to you. Yeah. And that light is there. And, you know, and then I just was like, I want to spend more time, you know, and, and I was messing up 
you know, within my marriage, not, you know, the infidelity thing. I just wasn't there. It was just like, here, we have everything. Go do what you got to do, you know. And you go take enough friends, go take a flight to Miami. And and then me and my friends go. And I was, I was burnt out. And, and it wasn't about money. Like people say, man, man, that dude, we good. And, you know, he's a good dude. And it was just, and then I started mentally transitioning into, cause he, he let me be over a few artist projects to turn them in and do the promotions and things like that. And I was really getting away from being an artist and to more want to be an exec role. Cause I studied him for so long and then all that happened. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. People might say, well, damn, you put another album out right after that. Right. You know, like about maybe four, five months after, six, seven, no, about a year after. And I was like, no, I was off of the situation. Right. And, you know, and he always taught me, like, if the money right in the situation right there, take it. And I even called him and he was like, yo, look, go do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? He said, you know, it's your choice to do what you got to do. Under your business, you got my blessings, man. Put your album out, you know. And that was like the last time we spoke for a lot of years, Damn. you know, because he is he is who he is, and not in a bad way. He's a type that when he can, and he loves, he got love for you, and you, you know, he can respect that you want to be, a, you know. But he's like you, you, you with me, you okay, you, you know, right. and he'll stay right. his distance. I do but have a question. You, I do have a question yeah. for that. Now I don't know I don't know if this is overstepping my boundaries, but do you no. do you currently own the masters to all of your songs that you made with Nolan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I own all my publishing. We always did. Okay. I have okay. you know, I always had all my publishing and then That's I had a fifty important to those that are artists yeah. and those that are in this entertainment yeah. industry. So that was very much, very much. And you know, and I had a fifty fifty situation with him. Okay. What artists you know got fifty percent? You know what I'm saying? I hate, you know, and I hate to talk about this because it was wrong. The LLs and the outcasters, you know, splitting 12, 13 percent. You know, I had a 50 50 situation. And so, you know, then when everything went on, what went on, I own the masters, you know, to my albums. Right. You know, I recently released Life Insurance and I did a double CD. I did something that taking a page from his book that nobody ever did. I, I narrated the police song on how it was made in studio. You know, so and I'm I'm finishing up the next level now, you know, letting people know, like, what actually happened, how it happened, how that song came about, you know, because most rappers act like I did all of this. But no, Lil Peanut could have been sitting in the corner and he just blurted out something like that's the hook. Right. You know, you give people their credit. Right. And so you know, I did that with that. But yeah, my I own my masters. You know what I'm saying? And, and all my public, no, nobody. And that's. For all this while out there watching, your publishing is life. And what I could tell you, and if you don't believe that, you know, that that money come like we call it mailbox money. You know, I had crazy times that I went through and then bam, here's this check for five figures near six. And now, wow, my family back. OK, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so please take time out. You know, do your publishing. You know, if you if you, if you don't own it, go fight for it. Go get it. You know what I'm saying? And make sure any song you do, I don't care if it's with Lil' Peanut in the hood, go put your publishing information, get your stuff up there, file for it. 
You know what I'm saying? Learn everything possible because that money come in handy. You know, one song could pop off and and now you got a writer's deal, you get a publishing deal for writing. You know what I'm saying? If you you know it you you'll get so many other situations and if that song gets bigger and, and McDonalds pick it up, you still getting paid. You getting paid for the rest of your life. Your kids will get your music right as it turn over. Now it's digital. It might be something new next year. It might, you know, it might be you can just blink your eyes and then the song show up. <laughs> so now that that's more money again. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you you got to take care of your publisher, man. If if even if you say, man, they beat me out of, you know, my deal was messed up. I only got 10, 15 percent. But. For the rest of your life. It's going to add up. You're going to get the rest of your money back right. that you probably missed on those publishing checks. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, you can live forever with that, you know, cause those publisher companies might sell this some to somebody else. Now that person got to work a deal with you. Mm-hmm. That them albums you was on before they could sell those albums or that catalog to somebody, they got to come at you to get you to sign off. So now you can be holding up a deal and then bam, they got to pay you. Mm-hmm. They got to do what they got to give you. You know what I mean? So, Always try, and if you can own your masters, and uh, at least half of them, and have a time period, whatever deal you got, it might be okay. Three years after the release of this one album, then I want the right to buy my masters back. Or if you made this amount of money off it, I I want my masters. You know, always, always try to get you own your stuff. You know, but it starts in the beginning of knowledge in yourself. And I tell young dudes, if you that gangster to learn the streets. You can also learn the, the real gangster, gangster streets, that paperwork, that corporate world. Because the streets is, you know, yeah, somebody kill you easy. Corporate world, they take everything. Yeah. And even your kids won't survive if you don't know the game. They're going to hurt you for generations. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to learn this situation, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, you know, and I, and like my, my, my bro right on there right now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, little Yah from UNLV, you know, when, you know, they were the main starters for cash money. That was the ones, that was the ones selling the units and making the money. And they got their business, you know, that's their business, you know, and just using as an example, ain't got their business together. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it took time, but they got it together. Yeah. You know, that's for his kids, that's for his grandkids, that's for, for, you know, you know, tech nine and everything that's, you know, that money is forever. So for you artists out there, please fight for that. If somebody's saying, I'm going to give you 50000 to do this album, I'm going to give you 100000 to do this album, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're going to do half and half on the publisher. Nah. Well, all right, I'm going to give you 25 Okay, give me the 25 then, but I want all of my publisher. Right. You you understand? And yeah. then you measure to say, if he was about to give me fifty, you know, 100000 somebody else going to give me more, and they're yeah. going to give me what on my mastering situation and right. right. And that's how he did it. And, you know, we all learn the same way. Mm. And speaking of that, that was my next, you you were really good with mm-hmm. this question and answering. <laughs> <by> the, <laughs> what advice yeah. What advice plays over in your head from Master P? Uh, I remember, and it comes from advice from this, I remember we watching Nas video. Right. I think you can hate me now with the, the for white fur coats and the tigers in the cages and stuff. And we in the studio 
And KL and P, they had this little thing, man. If you was in that booth messing up, they turned the air conditioner off in the building. So we used to call it the torture chamber. So now you hot up in that booth. And our booth was no bigger than, our booth was no big. All them hits was made in a, in a, in a small room. Even though P had an office, then we had our area where we sat at. And they had another studio on the other side, Studio B. And, but the, the, the closet was made into uh, the booth. Right. So when that you turn all that air conditioner of uh, AC, it get hot. We used to call it the torture chamber. So you really went in there and knocked it out so you can get up out of there. And, you know, we was watching this video and he was standing in the door, but he, we didn't know he was behind us. Right. Like, man, we got to do it like that. And look, they bought an MTV, I think, had a party after. And we like, man, a party, man. Wait till we pop and wait till we this or that. And he, and he was like, look, let me ask y'all something. He said, you know, oh, that's cool. We're going to outwork them. And we like, oh, you know, we knew that. You know, it wasn't saying, like, not believing him. We was like, we know, but we like, damn, he caught us, like, you know. <laughs> right oh. in that moment. <laughs> and, and I was just sitting there looking. And I was like, man, him for a coast. He was like, okay, all right. He said, cool. He said, I'll tell you what, sir. You got a choice. He said, somebody won't pay you $30,000 to be in that club where they parted up from you. You you doing it? I'm like thirty thousand p. Honestly, man, that's a hell of a money like to to perform. And he was like, okay. He said, but I would rather be the club owner that's paying you thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make three hundred thousand off the off the rest of the dough and the ballroom that night. So what you want to do? You want own the game, or you just want to be a part of the game? You know. And, I always look at that. And he was like, to be the owner, you're going to outwork everybody. Yeah. He said, why? He said, I guarantee you, we put the work in. Why they partying? That Puff, them partying. You know, you know, he was never disrespectful to Puff. You know, had problems with him. And, you know, I, I, I have love for Puff. And so it's like, but he was like, let them party. See where we, see where we be at and they be at in a year. And it's after Big had passed and Puff was mm. ascending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing his thing. And within a year, we got 15 albums in the top 100 on Billboard. Okay. Ice Cream Man. And about it going off, everything. And we did outwork everybody. You know what I'm saying? This, this dude played the two-hour sleep thing with you, man. Like, you could drop him off at his house at 4 or 5 o'clock, and he'd tell you, come back for 7 be there for seven and I would come pick him up and he'll be laying in the same spot. He jump up, run in the bathroom, get right, right. come out. Like they say in the Navy shit, shower shave in five minutes. <laughs> and he come, he come run out there. We get in the car and we go in at it all day. He, he going to record stores. He's going to UPS. He's going to his mailbox, picking up and sending music off, going to UPS, picking up money that he didn't send CDs on, um, uh, shipping, whatever the hot car, I forgot it's called. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then going, we, we might eat for a second, like grab something. And then we go into the studio to about two in the morning. And then from there, he going to go check that mailbox again to see if they didn't drop some more checks or whatever. And when we go to these wholesale places, you know, and he learned his game from, from E-40 uncle, right. you know, St. Charles, who was the great, greatest hustler, music hustler to me. You know, all of them in the Bay learned from him. And that was a day, that was a day with him. And even when we got bigger, it was get on this plane, going to priority, getting this done, running this done. He going to meet this person, that person. And 
And he would turn around and, you know, because me and C. Murder would ask him questions all the time. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and he explained, it, you know, and, you know, and then you watch it. Right. You know, so that that was the biggest advice. He was like, you want to be the artist or you want to be the club owner? You want to own the game or you just want to be a piece in the game? Mm. And with that being said, um, do you still use that advice to this day in your current um situation as far as your your current label is it a label or is it what what would you describe okay. uh, hot music group as i'm sorry hot city music it, group uh, um, more of a marketing branding you know advisory type label mm-hmm. management type you know because where we come in and you know and and i do i i, I use all these steps like if i come in and i'm gonna listen to your music and i guarantee like he used to be able to say that's a hit I know you feel like that's the one, but that's the hit. Right. And you might say like, man, you know, and it might be a song that it's November and you're trying to put out a ass shake song that's hot, right? right. He's going to tell you who's shaking their ass in November. <laughs> who's at clubs? You know what I'm saying? In the Midwest, where we going to sell at? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the strip clubs popping or whatever, we're not, but nobody outside. You know, that's a summer song. Right. You know what I'm saying? But... It's around Christmas time. Niggas got got to take care of bills and take care. They ride to something that's got their mind right. Females that's 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 got kids and ain't nobody that help her. She needs. She won't hear that song like I gotta go get it. Right. And so he would tell you, you know, put this one out, and then he's gone. You know, and that's the same way we do it. We might come in and say that's hot, but I want you to change this and let's do a remix version of this. And then the one main thing that we do. We revamp your business because mm. you'd be surprised how many, how many guys, young dudes out here that's got a lot of followers and they selling a lot of, you know, streams and whatever, mm-hmm. and they don't have their business set up. They don't have an LLC. You know what I'm saying? They don't have, they, they publishing set up, you know, they just saying, I'm gonna make my little money off streams. You know what I mean? So we come in and, and they don't realize you open that LLC and you know, the, all of them be showing they 40, 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know you open that LLC and put that 50 grand up in there and let it sit there for about a month, two months, and then now you're building your business credit and you can go get 50000 off that 50000 Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we teach them like, Just okay, we're going to stop. Yeah, we going to the corporate, corporate, corporate crim- criminals. I mean, corporate nice people. That, but, you know, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's the way things are. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we go in and we teach these kids this because it's like if you got 50000 to invest in your project and I know where you're getting it from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're about to show you the legal way. You ain't going to never have to use your money again. We're going to get you the credit cards that you need. We teach them all of that. And mm-hmm. then we set up their marketing and branding concepts, you know, and now we have something different. You know, we're bringing, and I don't want to let too many of the secrets out, you know what I'm saying, that we, we don't want to, we got we 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 are creating new streams of revenue mm. that none of them would think to do. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and a friend of mine's, you know, Walt Griggs and Dr. Wittenberg, you know, the manufacturing and merchandising thing that we about to bring now to artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you want your face on some headphones, Ooh. we'll we'll be able to get that directly to you. Ooh. You feel what I'm saying? You have your own merch in that way. You know, so we're doing a lot of things. Me and my partner, my partner Blue, 
Definitely. You know we can sell because you got you got a brand name. <laughs> yeah. You definitely can talk after this. And my partner, Blue, who's, you know, he's out in North Carolina. You know, he went to North Carolina A&T. And, you know, the Saints beat the Saints lost to the Carolina Panthers. So I got to <laughs> say, yeah, go Panthers, whatever. So, but yeah, we, we doing a lot, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and, you know, and that's where we come in and then we're still dropping music. We're still right. signing artists. And we're not saying I'm going to sign you to five, six albums. No, give us one year, one album, a couple, few singles in all our business aspect. And that's what we're doing. And now we're doing something big with these showcases. You know what I'm saying? Where we're going to come into so many cities. Every city that Uh-oh. No Limit would do a show in, we're going to have a showcase. And it's going to be pretty big, you know, just, and, but you're going to go through classes. You're going to have classes. We're going to teach marketing and branding. We're going to set up your, your company. If it's not set up straight, you know, you also going, of course, you know, you have this fee and then you'll be able to go to the no limit show. Um, and then we're definitely putting out, you know, I'm, I'm about to put this Pac-Man album out, but we're going to have levels like the real game Pac-Man. So if I come to VA, I might work with a bunch of VA artists and they'll be level three, the VA version of Pac-Man. And, you know, we're going to do something where we're, we're teaching them from A to B. And when we walk off, when we done, we're going to have your business set up so well and your music and your branding. Cause a lot of guys don't really understand that they say words in their song that they're missing a bunch of money. Because if you can sit around and you're in a song and you're talking about, Sipping, sipping with my coffee mug, but why you don't have coffee mugs? You see what I'm saying? These yeah. things that artists don't think. Yeah. Now we're going to show you how to get your coffee mug directly yeah. from the manufacturer and have that on there and have your merchandising because that's what it's turning into. Product merchandising placement. Is Product placement. I know about so it. We, we are all around, man. We even to the point as our artists grow, you know, we have a tax accountant on you know, because that's the one biggest fall with a lot of rap yeah. artists. I, I fell victim to that, mm. you know, not understanding the business and on that part of the tax part. Right. And so now we got to We got to be calling the rap tax guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He he's going to, you know, he's going to teach you because we're building businesses with you, not just building you to become this rap superstar. We want you to be that, but we want you to, to come in as a businessman. Mm-hmm. And and I think it'll be less rappers getting in trouble yeah. because now you're too busy. You got your rap career. You know what I'm saying? You got your businesses. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got, you know, where we want to teach them, you know, to utilize instead of holding a hundred thousand on their shoulders. Yeah. You know, we're going to teach you about, you know, and I actually just put it in a song where I'm like, okay, buy the block, right? Yeah. Buy the block. Take three. Clip three. Keep three. You know, because when, when bail come, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you're going to be able to get it done. Right. You know, because it's 10 houses to a block. So I'm basically telling you, you keep three for your kids, both for your kids. You know, you flip three and then you put three leasing and, and renting out and things like that. Right. And those are, that's going to be an equity for yourself to be able to, okay, I can sell one of these houses so I can start this business or go get another one. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, we want to teach them you know, everything, like, like why are you making rap money? You're going to be making other money and you're going to be able to learn not to use your money because you're going to be created 
your 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 credit lines. Pretty much gonna pay for itself and then give you the back end exactly. at the end of the day. And yeah, and I mean, and a lot of rappers don't understand that. Yeah, you have one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you you using all your money instead of saying that one fifty. You know what I'm saying? Could get you a hell of a credit line and a hell of a few credit cards. And you just paying that that certain interest off, but if you don't use them and utilize them and keep getting them, and a lot of them don't understand that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And then all the tax write off they have, yeah. they have they're buying this, doing this, going there, eating dinner, this, stunting this, stunting that. Dude, you could write that off. You, you know what I'm saying? You giving up too much free game. You giving yeah. they, they need to come pay for that. They need to come. come. Oh, they, oh, they, oh, they, oh, they got to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? When that show, when that showcase come to that city, you know Hello. what I'm saying? We. We, you know, but at the same time, man, I, you know, I feel like I would be weak and I would be a coward if I don't teach what I learn and what right. I know. Right. You feel what I'm saying? No matter what you go through. And I tell a lot of artists, you can tell, man, I got 150000 I got 200000 What are you worth? Yeah. You can look my worth up. The reason why I continue getting business in office, I have a worth. And my worth is a few zeros. So... I get offers and they still come to me no matter what I have in my pocket, no matter what, you know, uh, uh, if I go through any type of tough time, right. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's the way it is. Look at my daughter in your, in, in your neck of the woods. I know. And let's get into that because that is yeah. a whole nother topic as well. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said before, I hear her commercials all day, every day <laughs> on one or three jams. Yeah. And I be singing it and, <laughs> and me and my fiance be talking. Voice, boy. Yo, I be like, oh my God, I love it. So one day I just hit her up and I was like, I need a grill. Like I hear you so much on my, um, on my radio. I need to get a grill. And so now... No, I don't know if anybody knew that, but here you are. <laughs> the The owner and the CEO of Essential Grills is the daughter of Mr. Servo. Yeah, yeah you know, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy because that's crazy. she's not, you know, it's funny. I'm her dad. Like, she's the more, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. she's the bigger, you know. I'm yeah, I'm legendary, right? You know, by by the fans. Say, of I don't course, of course, but of course. um, and I thank them for that appreciative. But it's like now she's this this face that's getting out there. This yeah. this boss, this woman with essential grills, you know, and a uh, thing. And it's like, oh, I'm her dad. Yeah, like you know, hey, you know who my daughter is. <laughs> and, you know, when when she was younger, it was like, oh, you know, you know who my father is. Right. And, you know, and so the thing about it that I love about it, and I'm not ashamed to say this because I want people to young learn from me, you know, my immaturity was like, if I can't control where she'd be and how she'd be when she was a baby, you know what, I'm just paid pay with money I got to pay and one day she'll come to me. And that was the worst mistake. You know, I should have got along more with her mom, you know, because, you know, I remember me and her talk and I, I think this made her strong. And then she saw me from afar because she's a lot like me. And, you know, it was it was it was more or less like knowing that you can open up, go in these stores and hear your dad sitting there with a tattoo with your face on it. And you like this, my dad, you know, you you know, you might not believe it or whatever would not and hear her name and songs. And, you know, and so as we got she got older, you know, coming into her own. We would talk, and she's such a strong-willed Virgo. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we would bump heads. And then I realized, like, yo, bro, 
you really wasn't there like you should have been. So you can't come at her in that way. And so I learned to say, you know, because we were bump heads and get to the point. And, uh, you know, because she has, you know, I have a granddaughter. Right. You know, Savannah Rain, my baby. You know, and so she brought me, brought her to see me a few years ago. And, you know, it was that time to have it out. You know, like you said, they love and hip hop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and she tried me. And I was like, I was like, wow. She stood up, you know, she stood up ground. And it's like, if this was a dude, we getting into it. Right. It's popping off. I'm like, for the first time, like, I don't know what to do. And then, you know, I took that deep breath, like, you know, I don't know who you think you're talking to. You know, I'm not your mom or whatever. And she was like, I'm not trying to, I'm like, you know what, let's have it out. You want to have it out? And when she finally, she said to me, like, you know, I didn't get to be around none of that, all of that, everything that my sisters and, you know, got to be around, you know. And so you got, you got a ways to do to work, to walk. And I'm like, you're right. You know, and, you know, and then start listening to her and, and the things that she wanted to do and going to dental school, you know, dental assistant school, you know, I think it's Tidewater Community College. She graduated from and working at Smiley's dances, whatever out there. And she was like, I want to do grills. So I'm like, you looking at it in the sense of, and it's my daughter going to be around a lot of gangsters. This, you know, I, I went through what I went through so she wouldn't right. be around all of that. You know, none of my kids, hopefully. Right. And she, you know, I always tell people, and I'll be wanting them to know, she did it on her own. Mm. Like, you know, going into it financially and doing what she wanted to do on her own, you know, but I was always there for advice. Yeah. And now we've grown closer because now she comes to me for all her advice and and the things she need done, if she need paperwork set up for her hiring practices and stuff like that, and then telling her certain things she needs to do. But she's always been the one out of my kids that was, you know, really into want to be an entertainer and want to be, want to be great. And I think my lack of not being there physically, you know what I'm saying? It made her to the point, like, I'm going to show him, I'm going to be bigger than Mm. him. And for me, she don't know that fell in my hand. Because I'm like, I always want my I want my kids to be greater than I could ever imagine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want to sit back and do what they did, watching me on TV and different things, and sit back like, man, that's mine, that's mine. You know, and so she's doing it. You know, she went from, you know, small with it to now. Yeah. You know, put right. it like this: I could look at her, her, her little forecast, financial forecast, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. Yo, shoot your, shoot your pop a couple of <laughs> you know, and that's, and she's doing it, you know, and, mm. and, you know, she still sometimes, uh, like she just put a comment on, um, uh, on the thing one day and people was reading it where she was like, I respect it. Sometimes I know you don't like me to dress certain ways mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, but she said, one thing you do, you give it to me raw and real, which nobody has never done. And, and I love you for it. And, you know, to, to see how we've grown, you know, and to see a woman of color, a young woman with a child, even though she has a great support cast, her mother, grandmother, grandfather, you know, Mr. Martinez, all them down there in Virginia, Mm -hmm. around Norview, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If around that way, last to drive, you know, great support system, but 
to see her grow into this business woman. And she relentless like I was. Right. You know, like, she gonna go get it. Right. And then she, the only difference with me and her is she loves to be in front of the camera. <laughs> she loves... And while you hear a voice on the radio and all types of stuff, you know, she always sending me a video, you know, and she listens. Yeah. You know, to what I have to say and, and give her advice on things, you know, and I'm proud of her. And the sky's the limit because she about to do, you know, a black woman with, with afterpay, you know, going to have to have afterpay. And you know how much money that brings. Yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> then she opened Essential Studios, something yep. we finally did together. Well, it was her thing, but I, you know, made sure the, the equipment and of told course. her what to do. And now she's opening another spot in another city. I don't want to say it, but it's in VA. Okay. And I'm not about to say it right now, but it's coming. Okay. And she's expanding. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm proud. Like I like I say, I'm the one like, hey, you know who I am? I'm her dad. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm good, you know, and, and you know, all you know, I'm I'm blessed with all my kids, you know, with their endeavors. You know, all the way from the thirteen year old that's two that called, you know, that's Tupac to me. <laughs> and all the way up to, you know, you know, my son who wants to be do real estate, just graduated. My other daughter, she wants her own skincare line and she's about to get a biology degree. You know, and, you know, my little one, you know, we're about to start on her, uh, what is it, organic, organic lip gloss okay. company. She, yeah, she wants and And I love it because that's what they want to do. Uh-oh, your audio went out. Oh, there you and um, that's what, you know, yeah, and that's what they want to do. And so for me, it's like I showed them a good image. Yeah. You know, even when I felt I was failing yeah. as a father because I was chasing what I was chasing, but it made them want to, I want to get my own. Yeah. You know? And so that's, you know, that's just crazy, man. So I feel good, though, about it all. Me too. Me too, for sure. Because this is definitely something that's coming full circle. Uh oh. Okay. There you go. All right. I'm, I apologize. I don't know what's going on. Blame it on, blame it on Apple. <laughs> it just, you know, yeah. when you start speaking positive and, you know, towards the end of yeah. the thing, it starts fucking up. Instagram. <laughs> You know what? It's all good. But um, yeah, that's a, it's just it's just funny that everything is coming full circle. And I'm glad that it yeah. is, because if it didn't like, I don't know. I don't know what will be happening right now, but I really appreciate you for even coming through here. Um, But we do have we do have to push forward and it is coming. So we have been up here for an hour and 30 minutes. You know that it's so enjoying it because <laughs> talking to you like Virginia it's important to me and, and you you give me that you know those memories oh. of becoming a you know because I, I became a man on the east coast and i think it made me who the rapper i am mm. you know what i'm saying and so you know because people will say your style's so different you don't sound like you're from new orleans and kl once said to people he has a he used a downside intellect where he's from his words right. you know the words choose right. but he was like he's from the East Coast. And that's what always confused people. Like, he's different. You know what I'm saying? My roots are in both. You know, mostly, of course, New Orleans, 6 and B. 
uh, you know, the home of UNLV, Kona UNLV, you know. And, but, you know, Virginia is everything to me. Carolina, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everything. Norfolk State homecoming, Hampton homecoming. You know what I'm saying? I was homecoming going up to D.C. You know, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot. And then my baby out there blazing the trail now. Yeah. It, like I said, it's, everything is literally coming full circle. It was meant for us to have this conversation. It was meant for me to send you that message. It was meant for me to interview you because, like I tell everybody that I interview, we friends now. So, um. Oh, yeah. I told you, you, <laughs> word of words in New Orleans, you my round now. So, you my partner. You know? oh, look at, oh, see, that that just makes my day all over again. It makes it worth it to be in the entertainment business. <laughs> Don't care beautiful thing man i wish a lot of people that's in it from djs broadcasters interviewers rappers you know everybody that's involved in it you know this thing of ours is a beautiful thing and it's a fraternity and you know i wish they love it a little more respect it a little more and and just see who we are we are the movers and shakers understand understand you as a pod that has a podcast and i'll say this real quick i know we run out of time you as a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Your style or something that you do, you know, quote, unquote, the the, 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 the powers that be, right. they'll, watch, they'll watch your style and put somebody in that same place. Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, the realest thing I tell rappers, if you want to know that, that I always say we are the policymakers in this world. Right. And what I mean is, you know, rap artists, entertainers, black to black culture, you know, go get a truck right now. When you go get that truck, it's sitting on 22, 23, 24, 25s, right? Right. And got wood grain in the dash, right? Yeah. And then the screen in there like a TV, right? Mm-hmm. Wood rap group said that. Cash money. Wood grain with TVs in the dash. Yeah. Now, every car comes that way. Show you how much we make. We used to drink Belvedere. Puffy says Ciroc. Ciroc is, is, is a multi-billion dollar company. You know what I'm saying? Lil John said, you know, black people, we ain't mess with tequila. That was our Mexican brothers, our brown brothers, right? <laughs> Lil John said, you know, I became a tequila drinker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And look what it's so. Pac said, Hennessy and Alize. Soldier Slim from my city, you know, the Reeboks. Yeah. Soldier Reed wrote that and he put it in songs and look, 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 look what it done. Look what it did. As rap artists, what we say, we run policy and we have to understand how strong we are. If you know what I'm saying, they wasn't selling Rolls Royces and Ferraris like like that in 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 the United States. Uh, cash money still showing that, and rappers and basketball players buying them. Now they making hella money. You yep. know what I'm saying? And, yep. and and I want I wanted to say that to let rappers know and everything everything you do. McDonald's naming meals after Travis Scott and Nelly. <laughs> and watch how much, no, I'm just saying, watch how much money they make. Yes. Yes. So Absolutely. all of us, you and everybody else, this thing of ours is special. It is. It it's, is. It's, we run this world. You know what I'm saying? I promise you, and I'm not reaching when I say that. Go anywhere. Our influence is there. Yeah. And don't take it as serious. We don't love it like we should. We rather break each other down as rap artists or destroy each other. You know, it's, when we realize, you know, how strong. And then that goes back in the black community and young people see us. Yep. You know, like I told you, my kids saw, okay, yeah, 
I wasn't there. I was out there getting it, but they saw, and it's like, I'm going to be what I'm going to be. Right. As rappers, be in pop people with people like you that have a voice. If you don't speak your mind and say and ask the questions and do that, you know, you 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 doing a disservice. Yeah. You know, to, to what you're doing and who you are and what, what message you want out there. Because you got to remember, we all tell our stories to you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And you the one get us out there. Because, yeah, I'm on this. But when you go and repeat this and put this up and repost it and whatever, whatnot, yeah. and people see this message, then, okay, what if some follow and, and, be, and do something big with their life? They wouldn't have heard of it if it wasn't because of you. If they didn't have a producer, I couldn't rap on that song. Yeah. If they didn't have a DJ to play it, then nobody in the club would hear it. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't have a manager to go bust, you know, yeah. to, to get your stuff played and get you, you know, we wouldn't make it. So all of us within this culture have to understand how great we are, especially we are. And we are fraternity. We all want the same thing to be remembered and to be great and to feed our families. Mm. That's it. Oh man. That was like, that was my last question. I was going to say, what, it, what is some advice you would give to up and coming, but you just like took it, took it and ran with it, but I love it. So <laughs> that's amazing. You know, so we're going to get to this top five real quick, and then we're going to do the exclusive exclusive access. I told you to be ready for exclusivity. So if you have something for me, please, by any yeah. means. And then we're going to mm-hmm. do the wind down, which is um, your shout outs, your social media, where they can follow you and um, your Pac-Man and look, elaborate on your Pac-Man um, project that you have mm-hmm. coming out. So the top okay. five, we're going to get to the top five. Um, top five features you've had. Man, um, of course, you know, ton to be number one. Yes, okay. Big fun, you know, because I learned a lot. You know, I can't go, I'll go all the way into that. We, we running on time. Um, and my guy going to trip out on here um, from UNLV, Lil Yacht. You know, he actually got on the song. Finally, we was on the song together, you know, and I, I have to put it out, this ball song. And that was very important to me. That was very big to me. To me, um, I would say number three. Um, it's hard because I'm, you know, DJ Paul Three Six Mafia. They, you know, that was such a big thing because, you know, I always tell people. People say we were, we was the rowdy ones, and every nah Three Six started that rowdy shit. That's them. Blame that on the clubs up. That was on them. Yeah, that was them. And then um, number four, I just did a feature with Spice One for his album, and that's big to me. That's 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 huge. And the last but last, it's a tie for five. I'm sorry, I got a five A and B. Go ahead, go ahead. Praise your boy. You know who was a big fan of mine. You know, I mean, I'm mean, I'm a big fan of his. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh, what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I have to do something with him, and then on my own label, and I grew up with him. You know what I'm saying, Mystical. You know that was yes. that was big. That was that was big. First time, you know, he got on my album. You know that was big to me. But you know, Pun, my homie, little yah. You know what I'm saying? And and I gotta release that song. You know, uh, of course, Paul, Frazier, and Spice, you know, and, and Mystical. 
Right. Okay. I mean, this is an, another quick question. It doesn't have anything to do with top five. All right. No, how did oh, yeah. how did the head and shoulders, knees, toes shake that? How did that song even come about? I really want to know. And my fiance, he was asking me in the in the chat too as well. But how did that? Tell us how that is, and then we're gonna do the top five. All right. Um, I was, you know, PR albums were structured. You okay. had to have a party. You had to have a weed song. You had to have a female song. You had to have a ass chick song. You had to have a, you know, gang banging song. Then you did whatever else you want to do. Right. And so, you know, Moby made the beat. And Mia was in there bobbing the head, and you know Silk was gonna be funny. You know, he's like he just kind of slid in there. He was like, "Real gangsters don't dance, man. We groove." So, you know, we just laughing about it and whatever, what not. And Silk, you know, and then my family has an affiliation, you know, GD Nation. Okay, okay, gangsters. okay. And so that was like my respect to my dude, DJ Trice, and my family. So when, you know, real gangsters don't dance, they groove. Okay. And then I was never the type to dance outside of trying to break dance back in the day. I was one of them dudes that didn't want to sweat in the club. So I just chilled in hella wall. So it went up the alley, and, and Emil was more with the head, shoulders, knees, toes, you know, and Silk just put it together, and they went to the hook, you know what I'm saying? And I had my party record that I never knew it was as big as it is. I, I didn't realize until I was watching Gramlin game and they did it at halftime in Gramlin and Southern. I never knew how big this, I swear, I never knew how big the song was. So I got to St. Louis once too. And it was like, you can't get off stage unless you do that song. So I never knew. Wow. Because we moved so fast. Okay. Okay. So you never really had the chance to sit. Have, did you have the chance to really like engulf that song like you know what i mean like now. not till i was not till i was now because you know that look how you you recited right. <laughs> and 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 i i tell you this reason why is because kl and i were talking about this before we just realized because of the internet how big we really were we never looked at it that way we just worked you know what I'm saying? And anybody that know me in, from New Orleans on here tell you, they saw me, I'm in the hood. Right. Like, just coming around, hollering, you know what I'm saying? Not realizing, we never really realized until you're on social media. And then, are you, because we, we, we did our shows, we didn't do the after parties. We came, took care of business, went back to the hotel, shot out, and left the next day. Right. So you didn't run into fans that much. You know, in in you know, social media where you like, man, legend. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, like, and I'm realizing because in New Orleans, you know, rap wise, I'm not in a legendary plateau, you know, right. you know, which is a legendary and I, they all come before me and I respect it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't be considered that no limit, you know, so much, you know, mystical, maybe yes. You feel what I'm right. saying and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But but I always say, but the rest of the world know me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, like my, like I tell you, my guy UNL, y'all them, I idolize them, and they younger than me because I'm like, they run New Orleans, right. they run the state of Louisiana. They they were them guys. Like I'm from that block, you know. So and even when I made my bid, it still was they. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that's that was like the most important moment of my life. Right yeah. There. <laughs> okay, so um, top five tours you've been a part of. I know you. Oh man, a lot, a lot. You know, because we were so stayed so much to each other. I'm gonna be, you know, of course, the first tour with No Limit. That was number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number two was when Snoop joined us, mm. and. Now I'm looking at the dude that was uh, posted on my wall in my bedroom in the hallway saying nephew and knew me by my name. And I'm like, I'm watching him. Because when I was doing my second album, we had just he had just came around. Okay. And I was like, yo, I want to go get some BVTs. I want to go to the swap meet. I want to get my cutter slippers. He's like, nephew. Fuck wrong with you, nephew. And I'm looking at him more or less like, I'm looking at him more or less like, you about, you about five pounds. Don't, don't, don't do that, homie. You know, don't make me do that to you. And it was like, I'm looking at him and he was like, I know I see you mad because you can send somebody that you need to work. You need to sit in here and finish because look where I'm at. Right. Right. You know, you, you fuck with my music, but I had to come here around you to get my career back. Mm. And so being on tour and watching him, yeah, he can smoke and whatever. But when this dude is time to perform, don't miss a lyric. He worked the crowd. It's, it was something to watch. And then to see the hits, like we had our hits collectively, a bunch of them. Yeah. He was one dude. Yeah. And that dude could be on stage two hours with yeah. hits after hit <laughs> yes. after hit. You know how awesome that is? Like, and so that tour was crazy for me. And then one that our security, when I kind of left No Lemon, and he, he called it the Hurt Yourself Tour. So, but we was going to every, like, we was going to all of the small spots, small cities, and they were packed. And that's why I started learning head and shoulders how big it was. Oh. You know, how we going to those. And Vinani set that up for us, who was one of our security, you know, and he set that up for me. And we was going everywhere. Phoenix, Phoenix, Alabama, where I met my homie Bad News. You know, we was at all these small spots that, cities that, when you look up and now this place got 300 people packed and they're in all in soldiers. And I'm like, damn, we got fans there too. Yeah. <laughs> like, there it is. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, so I, and I, I, and that was, you know, that was that, that one. And the one we on now, Okay. you know, because it mean a lot, yeah. you know, the one we about to begin again in October, you know, messing with this pandemic, you know, we, we come in, close dc and baltimore but they 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 working out richmond and norfolk you know for the in the year you know i've been wanting y'all to get back together like i have a video of me saying three six miles mafia crucial conflict and no limit soldiers need a tour together i have a video Mm -hmm. like two three years ago saying that and i'm like this ain't nothing but god himself (laughs) working but you know before all this pandemic had hit we had the show with three six mafia yes yes you know and then we were supposed to do the one with three six mafia and bone thugs but i guess there's something with the promoters in charlotte yes and i was looking forward to that you know but you know this tour means a lot man because i've grown as a man and i've grown as an artist you know in in and as a businessman Mm -hmm. you know and you know it's almost like and then I'm with my family again. It's still, 
you know, no limit. We from New Orleans, so we we fear no one. Yeah. You know, if that would if that's what need to happen, you know what I'm saying? We gonna make it happen to you, but you know, because we we from New Orleans, a mentality wherever we go, we gonna be soldiers. But we have so much fun. Mm. You know, people see the seriousness of us, but you got somebody like Fiend that walk up and you just don't start laughing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And when sure. you start laughing, her laugh is so, <laughs> you start laughing. And then, you know, and I like messing with people and God knows I miss C murder because that was my partner in crime, you know, messing with everybody, yeah. you know, and, and having fun. And, you know, now Mac is home and, you know, soon C will be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the grace of God that's going on, he will be, he's never forgotten. You know, and we have so many we lost that we miss and we got to do it for them also, you know, and, and to say we still strong as a unit with all we lost, you know, that just tells a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Damn. That was that was deep as hell. Whew. All right. So top five <laughs> moments in your career. Top five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my career ah oh, that's a good one um all right i'll go with number one of all times i i i was a half of a a small photo mercedes mm-hmm. half of the body of it away from michael jackson when uh he wanted to meet p backstage and when this little sea of black dude guys rest dressed in black, looking like they'll murder a whole country, <laughs> moved out the way. You could see him, you know, and, you know, and that, then that same night we were at the, the same awards and Janet Jackson said two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to save her thinking she was penny off of good times and, you know, because, you know, back then I was a Janet Jackson guy, you know, face look like cancer stuff, you know what I mean? Like, but um, that was all in that night. That was number one, like being that close to Mike and he wanted to meet P and he knew of no limit. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Skullface, when I met him, called me by my name. I was about to introduce myself like, hey, how you doing? I'm just, he was like, serve on. <sighs> you know, and, and he recovering, you know, God bless man, yes, my idol, yes, yes, you yes, know, yes. get better. Can't wait to see you. But him calling my name, that was, that was everything. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and the third was my album making number one in the world. Because, you know, getting the next level. Cause like I always tell my kids, I'm like, no matter what, Anybody say or do, I say what they can never take from your father is, you know, I was the number one, I had the number one album in the world. I'm that'll live on forever. Whether you like me as a rap artist, like my style, like me as an individual, I will live in history forever as a num as a number one, as a number one album. And, you know, and, and, and during that time, I'm going to say a certain name, you know, but, you know, I replaced R. Kelly and Lauren Hill at the top. And, you know what you can say what you want about R. Kelly. Hey, I don't get into that, but that was the most that's the most talented yes. ever. Yes. You know, right. You can't you know take what I'm that saying? away from him at all. And Lauren Hill was like Barry Sanders, like, okay, I'm gonna quit young, I'm gonna walk away young. 
Yeah. And she, she by far, you could put her in the top 10 of males of all time. Mm. And the album replaced theirs. And that was, that was a highlight of my career. Um, number, I would say number four was doing the video in New York because I told you, I told him I would be back. Yeah. You know, doing it in Times Square where no rap artist has ever shot a video at. Not even New York artists never did a video in Times Square. Yeah. You know, that, that meant a lot, you know, and number five highlight of my career was getting my first real rap check and I was able, you know, to take care of my mother. Mm. You know, you know, and that, that, you know, and it was legal money. It was right money. It was, I earned it. And I earned it because I decided to, 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 to be somebody, to be something. And so that was that, you know, when I turned in life insurance and he, he knew I used to carry around a picture of the, the new Corvette when they changed the body style in 97, mm -hmm. I used to change a picture of it in my wallet. I had two pictures. Uh, the Lexus with Jay Z cover on Dead President, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I had that picture of a, of the white Corvette. And when he turned to my album, he gave me a check and gave me the keys to Corvette to that Corvette. And so, in the first place I went, it's funny, I got in, I actually got in trouble with him. <laughs> I left, went to my mama, of course, rolled through the hood. Nobody was really out, and then I shot and drove straight fourteen hours to Virginia to come see my daughter. I was a, I I took I took the keys to that car and she was I think seven years old at the time and I and he called me was like yo bring the car let him see it because it was a new body style right. you know you know like number thirty two off the line and he paid cash for it. my name not you know because our houses was in our name and everything you know it wasn't like some labels right but um yeah, I was like yo I'm in Virginia you said what. By yourself, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm visiting my daughter. He said, all right, man. Spent a few days. They would call me every day to make sure I was all right. And like, when you get, when you come, so it was like, all right. And I just drove back. But first place I went was up there. And that was like, I like, yeah. Wow. That's that. Now that's a story to tell. Those, man, if you ain't legendary, somebody went. Man, we're not going to get into that. So let's get into the exclusive access portion, and then you can give your shout-out, social media, mm -hmm. and we have one final question, which is the question of the day. Um, so go ahead and tell them. <clears throat> exclusive access. The exclusive access that you would like everybody on my podcast to know. We're listening. Access. You can always find me, the real Mr. Servon, mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You want to know the access, how they could get to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Of course, Corey Smith on Facebook, but everything else, The Real Mr. Servon, and I actually run my pages. Uh, well, in two weeks, my son is about to come aboard, my 17-year-old, because, you know, I'm going to pay him my pages. So, you know, don't be sending nothing, you know, I'm, you know but, you know, he's 17, though. He ain't, you know, hey, but um, he's going to start helping with the business and stuff, but, um, that's the best way to reach me. And if you got to send me anything, serve biz only at gmail.com. That's S E R V B I Z. The word only O N L Y at gmail.com, you know, and that's the way to reach me in any form or fashion. 
and hotcitymusicgroup.com. You know, our site is being put up. My, my partner, Blue, who's incredible, man. He's working right now as we speak. You know, so that's the way, that's the access. That's how you can get to me. Nice. All right. So the last but not least is the question of the day. What bothers you about the industry and what will be your solution to help fixing it? I always felt like we should have a board. You know, I feel like we should have had a board. I mean, we are a multi, multi, multi billion dollar company and we should have a board and people should be able to because the community made us they should be able to buy shares in it you know we should have a medical you know too many rap artists they're leaving this world and some of them don't have medical insurance they don't have life insurance you know they're not covered and and in normal companies when you make some company four five six seven eight nine ten million dollars you know what i'm saying i mean it's covered you know, their money is covered, the money that they're going to make off of you. Yeah. And I think you need that. And, and you know, you know, with even though rap is the most egotistical sport in the world, everybody thinks they're the best. You know what I'm saying? I think you can get the right people on this board, you know, where guys have a tax accountant that they can go to, you know, you know, so that won't happen to them. You know, they got good financial advisory, you know, right there with their situation. They got, you know. And they have all the protection and their family have the protection right. that they need. I, I think that that it can be done. You might say, well, who's not going to want to do this and that and that and that and that. But, you know, I think, you know, the younger generation, if they can hit it's like, you know, you guys do it because they're making more money than we've ever made. There's more money out there. And I do also think that it's time that somebody, you know, my generation, and I know you don't feel some of these young dudes. A lot of the, you know, my generation don't feel them. But I like I tell my generation: remember when we were younger, especially being from LA or being from the South or even the Midwest. Everybody else, because it was just New York and a little bit of the West. They thought we sounded crazy, also. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we made our way, and it all worked out fine. So these young dudes, man, you know, don't don't down them. Don't go at them wrong. You know what I'm saying? But the young dudes you respect, you know, also have that respect, yeah. you know, and, and all this. He's an old rapper or this and that. I want and, and, and females within the industry now, not the ones that rap, the ones that's around. Mm. You know, I just wish and I wish, you know, Rappers go, you know, that, that learn this respect code. Don't pass this one. Don't pass that one. Don't speak about this one. Don't do that one this way. This social media thing, yeah. you know, like I tell them, this thing of ours, man, it can be embarrassing. Yeah. The world is always watching. You know, kids are always watching. And I just think, you know, and I, and I feel DJs, you know, and, and, you know, radio stations and things like that, you know, I think, even with our board, we need to create our own strong radio stations mm-hmm. and own stations for people like your podcast and other people's podcasts where where it's like we're going to play everybody's stuff. We're going to give everybody a chance, yeah. you know, and don't let powers that be that really don't care about our culture dictate who's going to be a star. Let it be like it used to be. The people decide, you know, and I think 
that's the most important thing that if I could change anything, you know, I would create a, a, a you know, a board, you know what I'm saying? Or we can, we can get one created and it covers everything, you know, medical, financial, life insurance, you know, taxes, you know, and then I thank our people because we take so much from the people that, that pay for our music and yeah. come to our, our concerts. They should be able to say, you know what, I'm going to buy shares in, 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 in Hot City Music Group. I'm going to buy shares in, and don't dictate when we can become, you know, part of, you know, the, the, the system of buying shares in the stock market. Right. We could create our own. We make so much money. We could create, you could create our own stock sharing situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where people can invest and then get dividends back. And all that'll be doing is giving the community even more because if your favorite rapper, like for me, I like the little babies and stuff. I love mm-hmm. little baby. You know, I just yeah. think the dude is, is hella tight. You know what I'm saying? But from New Orleans and Mississippi, you know, and so um, I just feel like, what if you can invest in him? What if you can buy, what if you could buy shares in, in, and you just a, a person that, okay, you got your tax return and you got $300 and little baby coming out and you bought so many shares and then this album sells millions. You know what I'm saying? Your favorite artist now is paying you to be a fan. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And, and I think that can be created by creating a board where labels will be able to have, and then it'll bring more money to labels. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, and for your artists, and then you have within that board, you have people that give a fair act where these artists can come to them and let their contract be seen. And now that board can talk to them like, you can't do this little kid like this. Right. Negotiate. You know, and, and, then, and then set these majors in their, in their ways. Like, yeah. look, you're not signing this artist. Before you sign it, you got to come through us. Right. So that means, guess what? You know what I'm saying? And then even radio, you know, that, that don't play certain artists or, or, or whatever would not okay for you to even play this. You have to come through us, right. through this board. Right. You know, I wouldn't right. want to be on it. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you, know, right. nah, you know, but I think that's what's needed. Yeah. And that would be, you know, you know, and I mean, cause I love the young artists of today, you know, they, they, people might think they're not good lyricists and whatever, but you know, what I love about them, they love what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. They enjoying they, you know. I just want to be mature and be more better businessmen, right. business women. You know what I'm saying? And and stop. It's when it all boils down. It's about the music. Right. You you know and and yeah, you want to be popular. What about the music? What made people know you from the beginning when you didn't have a social media following? Right. The people. You know, and I and I just want them to understand that and be better business. You know, you got $200,000 you want because your money is your money. But you from a hood that people suffering. See that $300,000 chain around your neck? It's about 100 single mothers probably in that area you grew up with struggling. You know what You know what? just one of those chains that 300000 can do? Damn. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can make deals with them. You go to school and I'll pay all your bills and give you a subsidy for this amount of time you're in school. Now you just say two, three little kids that won't have to suffer like you did. You love your block. You scream your block. Love your block. Show it. 
You know what I'm saying? You might be able to get four or five houses on that block and give to some single mothers with one chain. Yeah. And I just wish that you talk about, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here. Take care of that. Y'all making more money than ever, man. You know, and, and, and stop beefing with each other. That's cowardly. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all beef over the craziest things. You know what I'm saying? Y'all haven't learned a lesson yet. We've lost more rappers debt-wise with these youngers than young ones than, you know, from my generation. Big facts. And they ain't learned anything from my generation. My city missed Soldier Slim. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We miss magic. We miss Ed. You know, look at it, you know, and look how the artists are dying now. A lot of them dying of poor health. You know, and that's part of that board. Yeah. You know, having hospitalization for them and, and having, you know, okay, we need to get you eating right. We need to get you straight, whatever, because we have an investment in you as a board. Right. You know, and, and, you know, no rapper should leave this world, let them sold a lot of money and can't bury yourself. You know, and they'd have made so much money for people. That's people sad. they never, never meet in their life. Man. And them same people might have made two, three hundred thousand off them and won't even get five dollars to bury them. So that's my feeling. Mm. Well, y'all heard it here first here on So Hollywood, the podcast. I appreciate you for giving me yeah. all of the jewels and giving all of our fans, because like I said, we friends now. Yeah. Um, our fans something to, <laughs> something to look forward to and just continue to work on your mental health. Continue to work on your health yeah. in general. Yeah. Continue to grow as a person. Continue to love yourself. Show value in what you do and show value in who you are. And so with that being said, I like I said before, I appreciate you for even coming through mm-hmm. and sharing this 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 free game. It's not it ain't even game, it's just free knowledge. That's what I want to call it. Free knowledge. Because yeah. it's, it's an experience you went through and it's something that either can help someone or help them like move forward with, with whatever they got going yeah. on because i'm sure it's your, your this conversation has definitely touched some folks and they didn't know yeah. half the things <laughs> that you were saying yeah. when, you know what i mean like and, and and i'm i'm happy you know that i could be on here and like i told you before you know i humble myself to you because to see a woman of color you know in a spot that <laughs> let alone a man getting that spot at one time in this country. Right. And even how they're trying to change things now with voting rights and whatnot, to see you doing this, yes. you know, that's 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 huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm on this platform, but to see you having the platform you have where you can actually speak your mind, yeah. use your, your, your rights and your amendments and everything else. Yeah. And we need more of this. You know, I you know, you know, I, I humble myself to you because, you know, at one time our young black men were in, in, in trouble with incarceration and, and drugs. Right. Now our young ladies. Yeah. Our young ladies are going to jail. Our young ladies are on drugs and they need to see that there's other things. Okay, I can start my own podcast. I'm messy in the streets and I'm fighting and I'm shooting. You know what? Let me get let me be messy on, on, on the podcast. <laughs> right, you right. Know, let me get some you know, I mean, even though it's not that easy to do, but to see you doing it, you know what I mean? And I think that's such an eye because I think right now we need more black women writing books. We need more black women, you know, because a woman is God's gift to man's desires and completion of life. And she is the earth. She is the strength. Mm-hmm. 
if she falls, especially a black man, if a black woman falls and they fall like we did as men at one time where they was breaking us and putting us in jail, she fall, that's it. So we need more, you know, to, to, to bring them back and get into whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Not just the mu- industry, music industry. We got COVID going on, you know, push some of them to be being nurses and, and getting into things and learning blood work and whatever, taking trades and whatever, right. because we losing our black women. They've become missing. They're ending up on drugs. They're fighting. They're killing. You know, I mean, they're being sex trafficked. I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah. So much, you know, it's like it's a war on them that people are not paying attention. So when I see a woman such as yourself, like got our own business doing a thing, I'm like, the world needs to see it. Yeah. They need to understand. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you do definitely do your thing. I know I got to get out of here. You know, you put me out. Um, but definitely do my shout outs because they're going to kill me. Yeah. You got to let me do my shout outs. Yeah, do that, do that, do that. Hot City Music Group, you know, my partner Blue, my homie Big Tuck, you know, down in Meridian. They actually, them two in Charlotte right now, closing a hell of a deal for us. Um, something real big. Uh, you got my guys, you know, they'll be on here, Down Pat, who I will be, who's an extraordinary rapper. You know, I'm working with my guys, Tron and AP in Mississippi. Oh, man, um, the producers I'm working with, DJ Cube out of Atlanta pretty big of course to my daughter who's doing everything you know dj q he's a core and dj so, he's a core dj yeah yeah he got dreads oh right? he got he got some of the hottest songs on my album yeah, yeah. Oh, so and um you know and pac-man album is coming you know it's it's coming pac-man coming say my name five times i'll tell you pac-man you know oh, and shit. so we're we're coming and we're dropping a lot of stuff. Look forward to shelf films. Look forward to Hot City Music Group branding, marketing and branding. And, you know, we got a lot of partnerships coming up. No Limit is coming near your city real soon. Um, got my girls from, from Little Rock, Arkansas, the Rich Hoochies. They coming. You know, that's, they, they are a mixture of Trina, Mia, LaChat, and Gangsta Boo. They, they are a hell of a group out of Little Rock. Little Rock and... <laughs> Little Rock is going to be something to reckon with. You know, you know, my guy, Dirty Red out of Detroit, you know, he one of the hardest working rappers, man. Y'all, you know, y'all definitely go check him out. You know, he got a lot coming up, man, that we doing so much, man. I have a very personal song for Christmas that I'm dropping called My Son, My King. It's to my son and, you know, just, just, giving him the knowledge because I have a book that I'm releasing for Christmas. I want it to be a gift for single mothers to their teens. It's called Letter to My Young Black Sons. Mm. It's basically I'm acting as if I'm that father, you know, your kid's father who doesn't have a father and I'm giving him every advice, how to deal with women, respect women, school, health, hygiene, saving money, you know, opening bank accounts and setting goals. So that's going to be very important. I think that's going to be the most important thing I ever did in my life. You know, and, you know, and I'm in the process of trying to find a female, you know, with a name to write the one letter to my young black, you know, young queens, mm. you know, um, you know, to do opposite, to talk to these young ladies, catch them at 13. You know, like I'm trying to catch young men at 13 right. when you're trying to figure out who you're going to be and give you that advice if you don't have a father figure. So we, we have that coming. And, you know, the King of Mississippi album with my young artist down there in Mississippi. 
and all of New Orleans, man. You know, my dude Hitter was on here worldwide. If you need transportation, he got it all. Buses, <laughs> you know, because I, I deal with him with business, buses, limousines, everything, you know, anything you need, he will travel. You know, we got we got so much connected. We just trying to have this gamut. And the you know, last thing I want to just shout out to everybody that's going through this this pandemic. Whether you feel you should have the shot or not, that is your choice. You know, and all I want you to do is be safe. You know, I want you know mask up if you don't need to. Find one that match your outfit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your clothes. Right. You know, if 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 it's a hindrance, you know. But be safe and eat better. Be healthy to overcome the to overcome and stay stay healthy. You gonna have to change, black people. We have to change. It's not gonna hurt to take a gummy vitamin here and there. You know, you know, exercise. Get yourself together. These underlying conditions, because nobody is gonna care about us but us. Right. And we have to take care. And everybody that's lost someone, you know, I know it shouldn't have been like that. That wasn't a way you know, you thought you would lose your loved one. So, you know, I do pray for you guys and, and please stop paying attention to everything that's going on out here. And, you know, and of course to my kids, you know, all the way down from, from Essence to Imani, to Aaron, to Ian, you know, and to Kimberly, you know, just, you know, I love y'all much and, you know, just trying to make sure I keep, keep making y'all proud. You know what I'm saying? So, and then definitely to the whole state of VA, then New Orleans, definitely my New Orleans artists and so many out there, we coming. So I want people to see the look in my face. The younger generation of New Orleans is coming. We took it at one time, no limited cash money. Watch what they about to do. We coming. And that's the best I could tell you guys. And look out for Pac-Man Elvin. Yes. <laughs> my sound bites um thank you guys <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to yet another dope ass episode i will have more dope dopeness for you guys in the near future um make sure you guys follow me m-i-s-s hollywood 313 follow the podcast page so hollywood the podcast um and go to www.allofhollywood.biz to book me to do anything or to get any information for me or from me but um yeah it's just it's just been amazing this is this is i can't believe thank it. you <laughs> but, i'm, I'm, I'm okay. proud man i'm happy and no, i'm happy we're I'm gonna happy. we're gonna talk offline as well because i'm sure i have to pick your brain and i got a lot of things as you can see okay. it's a lot of things that i got in the works or want to be in the works. Yeah. so we'll definitely talk about that and when you come back to virginia you have to go to the studio um and i invite you and like I don't know if, if there's anything there if there's anything else you would like to leave um our guest then you can go ahead and do that now. If not, we're gonna get up off of yeah. here. All right, just the last thing, just wanna tell people, look, never be afraid to be great. It's your right and it's your destiny. You know, don't ever let nothing stop you. You're your only weakness. You know, every day you get up and try, you win it. So don't let nobody tell you if you don't have a bunch of money or whatever, whatnot, or you don't have this and that. If you're getting up and you're trying and you make it to the next day, you're winning. But trust me, believe the impossible. Believe you can do it. Believe what they say is impossible. I was laughed at, you know, for rapping. And two million albums later, 40, what, 45 plaques, few movies, number one, number five album. Okay. It's okay. Just keep going. 
my black people, please know how great you are. Know how great you are. You're not a clown. You're not a, somebody being incarcerated. You're not a gang. You're not dumb. You're, you're, you're not thugs. You're not drug addicts. You know, you are great people. It's time for you to be great. It's the best I could tell you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I love you. I have to know you to tell you that I love you and I appreciate you and I believe love in you. Love you too. We Thank All you right, very y'all. much. So Hollywood, the podcast with another great episode. See y'all tomorrow. Thank you so much for coming through. Oh my God. I'll hit you up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. That was like the best episode. Well, one of the best Is it me or is it hot in here? I'm gonna leave y'all with this song. Hey, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yo, I took the box serving. My biggest mama. This bitch thing not. I need it. Nigga. Uh huh. Want y'all to dance. Go to dance floor. We're gonna do something new. Tuck your head, your shoulders, your knees, and your toes. Slide once, two, dump your feet on the floor. And throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. This bitch. Hands up. You about to get around, you know. This bitch. Back. Nope. Touch your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. I want to twerk that body right across the floor. Skates don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hold, but I still ask when you move. Touch uh, your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. Twerk that body right across the floor. Uh, Skates don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hold, but I still ask when you move. Nigga, I step to the door, clear my throat like DJ Cool. Cause I'm a back motherfucker. Ooh, down my hoes and pool. Look, you know, like me coming to bitch with sick arms, bouncing up my dick car. Put my dive to the side as I slide my way to the bar. Get the whole name Michelle. Michelle. Could have been that. Yeah, time yeah. Kiss tell I won't keep it on DL. You know, smooth like I'm that. smooth like that. Uh, I'm cool like, like that. In the wreck like fact. Like a fool like that. See, I see some old from the rear. Come over here. Whisper in the ear, make myself clear. Want you, let's break up out of here. See, boy, watch how I bust when I run through it. <laughs> the game I spit, give my hoes fucking alcohol and slow music. You know how I do it, run the game. On, on them, playing. I'm say the right words, they night like I'm laying on them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with you, bumping and grinding, grindin', nigga. I've been this.
the ball. I'm your star, Mr. Sir Valise with the chrome cake. So how you play? 600 on them things in the parking lot. I like to bang a lot. My baby's mama never call a lot. So ain't no stop when I drop a flick for the chicken licking on your breasts and your necks in the club set. So what's next? I'm about to drink or two. One for me, three for you. I got a woman, you can be my boo. You say your name is Tiki, so how you want to see me? 25 against on my Rolex ticks on the wrist. I know you with this. Drop the number on the under, you can be my hit for the same. No wonder you keep coming around. My homie Young Silk put me down with the game and the flow. If I teach you how to touch your head, your shoulders, your knees, and your toes. Flip that ass to the morning light, it's my life. Touch the head, the shoulders, the knees, the toes. I want to twerk that body right across the floor. Night wall, shuffle all the way, dance floor. Get your hand up, tell the DJ to turn it up. I bottle the most with the straw in my right hand. I know I'm feeling good, cause every seldom do I dance. I usually play it cool, moving side to side. Be too clean to sweat, but tonight it's all right. Got my ice on shine, lighting up the club. And I ain't trying to go home until the sun comes up. Nigga, what? Ain't no leaving with you. I ain't no one night bro. You'll be hustling all your life, or you can afford these draws. Your paper gotta be low. Time go to the point. Then in the month, maybe we can load this joint. And you can meet my up and down southern rodeo for show. Chewbacca leaving niggas home and toast. Oh, the biggest mama's parlay and non stop. Hold up, I think I see some players kicking off the bus stop. And twerkers pop while them niggas watching get hot. Y'all know this shit don't stop, so let the chorus drop. Your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. I want to twerk that body right across the floor. Saints don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hold drop the ass when you move. Work your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. Twerk that body right across the floor. Cause saints don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hoes bust that ass when you move. Touch your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. I want to twerk that body right across the floor. Skaters don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hoes bust that ass when you move. Put your head, your shoulders, your knees, your toes. Twerk that body right across the floor. Cause skaters don't dance, man, we groove. I want you hoes bust that ass when you move. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.